9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Online, across the world, this is NetSupport Radio, broadcasting live at BET 2020. With Russell Prue. Good afternoon. It is, of course, Thursday, the 23rd of January 2020. And welcome, welcome indeed to Bet Day 2. My goodness, a cracking day. More from me in just a minute. Time to catch the news. It's not good. It's here. It wasn't going to take long. The coronavirus has landed in the United Kingdom. Four cases reported in Edinburgh this afternoon. It's not good. We'll have the very latest on everything, including ICT, technology, news weather, and some cracking interviews you won't want to miss. Let's catch the full news roundup now. Holly is in the newsroom. Online, across the world, this is NetSupport Radio, broadcasting live at BET 2020. Time now to join our newsroom for a full roundup of today's news. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Holly Hudson. The Chinese city at the centre of the coronavirus outbreak that has so far killed 17 people has gone into lockdown to prevent further spread. Planes, trains and public transport have been suspended in Wuhan. Donald Trump says the US has a plan to contain the virus. The UK is monitoring flights, while India is one of the countries that has begun screening passengers to prevent entry of the virus into the country. Ishan Garg has more from New Delhi. The Indian Health Ministry has screened more than 9,000 passengers of 43 flights for the coronavirus at seven airports. They say while no cases of the coronavirus have been detected in India, authorities are on high alert. Passengers travelling from China are being requested to report to the nearest public health facility if they feel any symptoms. New Delhi is also seeking input from the World Health Organization to better prepare the country's hospitals and medical staff. The WHO is considering declaring the outbreak a public health emergency of international concern. An air tanker has crashed while fighting bushfires near the Australian capital of Canberra. All three people on board were killed. Arthur Stevens has more. The aircraft was conducting aerial firefighting duties over the snowy Monero region of New South Wales when authorities lost contact. The crash came as temperatures soared across the fireground after almost a week of respite. The C-130, chartered by the Rural Fire Service from American aerial firefighting company Coulson Aviation, was engaged in routine water bombing activities at the time of the incident. The Premier of New South Wales, Gladys Berejiklian, has expressed condolences to the families of those killed in the crash. U.S. President Donald Trump's impeachment trial has begun. Democrat prosecutors have 24 hours over three days to put forward their case for the removal of Donald Trump from office. In Washington, here's Kevin McAleese. The opening hours of arguments for Trump's dismissal were dominated by the lead impeachment manager Adam Schiff. The senator said the allotted time for the prosecution would be used to present to the American people the extensive evidence collected against the president. President Trump solicited foreign interference in our democratic elections, abusing the power of his office to seek help from abroad to improve his re-election prospects at home. And when he was caught, he used the powers of that office to obstruct the investigation into his own misconduct. 
After Democrats have made their case, the Senate will hear a potential three-day response from Trump's defence team. Once opening statements have finished, the issue of whether witnesses will be called could be the subject of a vote, although the White House has suggested it could use executive privilege to block any testimony. And Germany has banned the neo-Nazi group Combat 18 and carried out a series of raids against the organisation throughout the country. The move comes amidst growing concern about far-right violence in Germany. Thanks, Holly. You're listening to Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster for Bet 2020. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Powered by the Anderton Tiger Broadcasting Network. Yes, indeed. Good afternoon, listeners. It's good to have your company. We are live from Bet. It is exactly five minutes past three. And have we got a great show. I've worked really hard this morning to bring some cracking guests. Uh, I was going to call him Sir Bob Harrison. He won't mind at all. Bob Harrison is joining us, Sir Bob. Uh, he's royalty, I have to say, and, and not in a Canadian kind of fashion. He's absolutely pucker. I should be uh, giving him a call in a minute. He'll be live on the show. Uh, I'd love to hear from you, listeners. Uh, if you want to tweet us, text us, and email us, all the details on the website, just use the hashtag NetSupportRadio if you want a mention in the show. Nick Ponsford, thank you so much indeed, Nick. Good to hear from you. He says hi. Thank you so much indeed. Um, if you want to text us, if you've got your mobile phone in your hand, I am 07624 802272. That's not my mobile number. That's the studio mobile 07624 802272. Email, of course, radio at netsupportsoftware.com or studio at andertontiger.com. I'll ask you to give me a call a bit later on in the show, and just before that, I'll give you a number if you want to commune with us. We'd love to hear from you. I've also got Sugata Mitra, the fabulous professor, the inventor of the self organized learning environment. He is speaking here tomorrow and ahead of that I'll be catching the very latest information from him he's going to tell me what's on his presentation schedule and we'll just catch up he's a good friend of the show and we'll be catching up with a bit later I have the editor of SEC Ed secondary education and earlier this morning we did an 11:30 a.m. live hookup with Phonic FM that's a community radio station in Exeter in Devon and Will Chris John and the host JD who's based at the station, took my call and we had a good chat. You'll enjoy that. We were live in Devon and I'll be playing that recording into today's live show. We're live so you can communicate with us at any time. Give us a shout out if you want a conversation starter, get in contact. Back is the fabulous feature, what have you enjoyed the most at Bet today? And we'll be speaking to some of our visitors. It has been super busy today very very busy on the show floor delightfully so and so much more than yesterday we are very very lucky let's start the show with a tad bit of music al kingsley is up first don't go anywhere it's all happening here on the fabulous net support radio good afternoon net support radio broadcasting live every day from 3 p.m powered by anderton tiger the official broadcaster of bet 2020 it's clearly a 
tradition here to start the show with a fabulous catch-up with the brilliant Al Kingsley, Managing Director of NetSupport Software and the Chair of a very successful multi-academy trust. Good morning, day two. How the devil are you? A very achy good morning to you too, Mr. Prue. Um, I'm doing fine, thank you. Um, as as yeah. we get a little, a, a little older each year, it just becomes a little harder, n'est-ce pas? Indeed, yes. I'm, I'm smiling, but the inside isn't quite there yet. But Bless you. Another Starbucks we'll, and we'll be fine. I, I'm sure that's really good. Other coffee shops are, of course, available, <laughs> but we prefer Starbucks. It's as simple as that, he says, taking a sip from his green tea Starbucks. My goodness, very successful, very busy stand yesterday, Al. Very, very good. Um, I thought I'd just maybe drill down a little bit more today in our conversation about the product. What are you doing or have you done to make the product very accessible uh, to colleagues who aren't necessarily skilled in the data drilling, the management and, and and all the things that we need to get this important data from the system? How accessible is that's, the product? That's a really good question. Lots of our technology, our classroom instruction tech, which is NetSport School, most people will know, is all about empowering a teacher to have the control and interaction in the classroom with young people. And there's a natural instinct with every release to add more and more capability and more and more functionality. And that absolutely works for a subset of teachers that are very tech aware and want to utilize all that core functionality. But when we're thinking about some of the challenges at the moment with DigiStrategy, one of the biggest ones is making tools accessible for all teachers, wherever they are on that confidence curve of technology. So what we've decided to do is perhaps the opposite direction of most vendors, is we've kind of gone with the view that sometimes less is more. So we've provided a different entry point into the product where a teacher can simply access some of the really basic, simple functionality back to the old style of really presenting. Here are your six options, click the button for on and click it again for off. That allows teachers to use those core features having control of the classroom, blanking student screens, locking them to pay attention at the front, mm. seeing if there's a help request, but basically making it accessible. So if we think value for money, schools are purchasing technology to put into school, we want it to be beneficial to all teachers for different types of purposes. We know EdTech, it shouldn't be assumed that it's used in every lesson for benefit. It should be where it's appropriate and it really adds value. But I think we need to be mindful that sometimes less is more. It's really good to hear as well. Um, and we, this is not a, a product uh, demonstration by any uh, reach. If you want one of those colleagues, you need to get yourself along here or arrange uh, one at your school or take a, an opportunity to do something online because, of course, the cloud is here. It's, a whole, it, it's easy Absolutely. to do that. Um, but I want to know just a little bit more about the product in just a little bit more detail, if I may. Are there different types of roles in school? So it's not just the IT person. Uh, can we devolve those roles into a safeguarding professional, an e-safety officer? And maybe Absolutely. Some... I mean, I think if we think about where technology um, infuses within a school, it affects all individuals at different levels. So if we take the gamut of what we offer at NetSupport, we have those core tools that many of you are familiar with for the network manager, the IT manager, for, for managing the IT mm. estate. Mm. But then we have a separate window into that data for the safeguarding, the DSL lead, who wants to look purely at the data relating to student behavior and risk and awareness. Then there's a different view for a teacher who wants to use the tool to interact, to collaborate, peer assess, share content with young people. And then if we think down the scale to key stage one and early years, lots of the assessment is observational, not tested. And that often is undertaken as much by TAs as teachers. And because of the nature of that learning through play, then the capture needs to be 
flexible and mobile. So it's much more tablet driven in terms of capturing ob observations and evidence that can then be pulled sure. through. So I think we absolutely have to recognize that you need something different depending on the teaching practice. And the obligation on vendors is not to expect the professional to adapt their way of working, but is us to provide a tool that fits in seamlessly with their existing working practice. I can see how important that really is now, and that when these roles are so diverse and evenly distributed around the organisation, as you rightly Absolutely. said, once upon a time it was just the IT office and woe behold anyone who managed to gain access to that office, uh, because that's where the servers were. And you know, so Indeed, yeah. it's hard to get a conversation with folk that do that. But I'm really, really pleased about that as well. Um, just generally turning to how was your day yesterday? I mean, uh, in a nutshell, how 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 were things? I'm going to give it an eight out of ten for yesterday. That's interesting. I, I yeah. would have done exactly the same. As as well it had its peaks and troughs exactly it, it, it started quite busy um, we had some really good really good quality visitors lots of healthy discussion some good support for the different presentations we were doing there were quieter times um, and we talked about yesterday about whether perhaps the zoning of the show has become a bit of a pre-filter for who's coming to different areas um, it certainly was busy it wasn't jammed and, I, and actually sometimes you know in the spirit of what we're here to learn and to find things Actually, a measure of how jam the aisles is, isn't always a good thing no. because it is an experience where you want to stop and ponder and consider and not be rushed along in the, yes. in the throngs. Yes, and I didn't see any of that here. It no. may have occurred elsewhere. But I also worry that by grouping stuff like this, you're unlikely to stumble across something you weren't expecting. So those kind of ideas moments are, I think, probably harder to come by. Do they ever yeah. exist? I don't know. Well, I mean, I've always had a view, much as you know, I, I obviously promote and support the innovation that we deliver, that much of the innovation you'll see in Bet Futures and the smaller peripheral stands where it's somebody with a new idea and they're looking for um, exposure and opportunity to grow the product. And I'd rather see them at the heart of the show, potentially. Yeah. Now, I have to say, I think Bet this year, there's clearly a lot of work gone into mm. really mm. Um, extending and improving the experience. And there are lots of areas where I think they deserve a big thumbs up. It will be an evolution. There is innovation here. And I, I take your point, sometimes the best things are the things you weren't expecting to find, the things you stumble across. So there is a bit of an obligation to um, walk the miles and explore. Um, but actually walking around, I've, I've been quite invigorated that there is some good stuff here. Mm. And um, you made a couple of very astute comments yesterday about, you know, nobody's just gone silly in terms of their stands. And, it's, and there's a lot more that's quite accessible. Mm. There's a bit more variety. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, my 8 out of 10 was for our experience yesterday and I think for day one that's where I'm going to score bet. I think you know, I'm quite positive um, as we know with our working with them they've been very supportive yes. and they're very you know they're very focused themselves on, on really developing the brand and the show. So. But they consulted widely and they consulted us. We, we spent many Absolutely. an hour, many hours, uh, with Skype conversations with them over the year about how things we would like. And they were they were receptive, I thought, which is really Absolutely. good. Very, very, very positive from that point of view. And just to mention uh, Dr. Tony Parkin, who is much older than me, and he won't mind me saying he's an of ILEC fame back in the day uh, in London. And he visited and rather enjoyed it, liked it. We got into a bit of uh, conversation last night delightfully thank you Tony it's uh, nice to hear from you um, about how much in it, and he rather enjoyed it from a visitor's point of view he rather enjoyed it good and so, I, 
would, would you agree? I think the general feedback I've seen in terms of you know online PLN, Twitter and so on, yes. it has been predominantly yes. very positive. Yes, I think they've enjoyed And I wonder whether now um, we may have misjudged our, our, our visitors, our, our professional learning network, in the fact that a lot of them have planned to see what they want to see. They have come with a mission, with a reason, which is a good use of time. Absolutely. It's just that kind of, you know, oh, I hadn't thought of that, and that's probably less likely to happen now. Maybe that's the... Yeah, the, I, the think that's, I think that's a fair point. Interesting. Yeah. interesting. Let's catch up again tomorrow, because I'll be very interested to see how day two is. Absolutely. It's slightly a different day. We get a slightly different mix of crowd. Um, I have some international guests on the schedule today, which will be very interesting to see what their view is and how they see their relationship continuing with us after the end of this month. Of course, that's not the, the end of the end of the relationship. <laughs> no. It's the start of the end, as we all know, and anything could happen in the next 12 months, I'm well, quite sure. have a good show, Russell. And you too, and thank you so much indeed for the brilliant opportunity. I think we produced a rather good radio show yesterday. I'm going to go out on a limb and go with the listeners who thought it was the best. I think we're heading nearer to 10 out of 10 on that one. You're very kind. You're so kind indeed. Have a great day and I'll catch up with Al Kingsley tomorrow for another update. Thank you. Russell Pro. Hey guys, I'm Demi Lovato. I'm Jason Derulo. Hey, I'm Emily Goldie. You're listening to Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster for Bet 2020, powered by the Anderton Tiger Broadcasting Network. Russell Pro, bringing you all the news and chat from the show floor. Russell Pro, let's start the party. Banging tunes that hit the spot. Russell Pro, you're listening to Net Support Radio. Thanks, Al. That was absolutely brilliant. 18 minutes past three. And live on the phone is Bob Harrison. Sir Bob, how the devil are you, sir? I'm, I'm good, Russell. I was just, just reflecting on I, I don't think I'm ever going to be Sir Bob or OB Bob, given given the stick I've given in the government over the years. Well, but, you can't uh, bite the hand that feeds you, really. It's a tricky business, <laughs> that one. But, you know, someone's... And, and see my waistline. I, I'm getting fed enough. But I was just, funnily enough, I was just reflecting. How many years have we been doing this thing? How many years? Well, well, the, how many years did you bet? Did oh, you oh, a bet. Well, thirty-six officially because I did the first one in eighty-five. But of course, nineteen eighty-four, we had one in a car park with just trestle tables. It wasn't called bet then, and people like Tony Parkin were there, yeah, Brian yeah. Richardson were there. It was a veritable who's who. Um, but of course, that doesn't count. So thirty-six officially. I've been doing radio for the last five years. That started with you, and I'm ever so grateful for the opportunity. You're welcome. Uh, you, You're welcome. You gave me initially at Toshiba because that started the process off, and here we are uh, with eighteen hundred listeners across That's the planet. Fantastic. It is fantastic. pretty good. It is pretty good, and lots well, of content as well. It's good to have credit, you. With us. Credit, credit, credit to you for your resilience over the years, because it's not always been a smooth ride and as i know with toshiba because they no longer have a presence at bet because uh, of course they sold out to sharp uh, three or four years ago when i retired indeed you were the, the best days of our lives were had there i have to say i think i always like to think we were there at the peak we were there yeah. at the best bit and it's been it's been it's really you know in preparation for, for talking to you i was reflecting on I, i'm a junior only 21 years but i was reflecting on uh, the progress and where we've been. You remember the harnessing technology days and uh, uh, Diana Lorillard and the home access to technology with Jim Knight and the stuff that we've gone through and uh, the building skills for the future. They, they, they were the really 
high days, weren't they? You remember those? Absolutely. And of course, we had the um, the SSAT leading from the middle program, which I, I really enjoyed. That was really exciting. Um, we, you know, yeah, and, and Hannah, Hannah George, remember Hannah? Hannah, and indeed. I was just searching for the name and to get older, it becomes a little bit harder. Access yeah, time has gone up a bit. But I know, I know. National College for School Leadership and the Building Schools for Future, oh. me, Stephen Heffel, you, Merlin John. Uh, I mean, if you think about that, that when, when we look back at that time, and I know it came to a very abrupt halt, but uh, just in terms of, uh, I mean, the, the DFE, yes, the DFE, uh, egg tech strategy, you know, good as it is, uh, if you think it, that they're spending 10 million on uh, these road shows and then the new hubs that are going to, the, uh, the demonstrator schools and everything like that. If you think the building schools for the future and Steve Moss, you remember Steve Moss, he was at the uh, agency that was helping run that. They had allocated 4.5 billion pounds just for the ICT in the Building Skills for the Future. The Building Skills for the Future was £45 billion project, and 10% of it was ring-fenced. And I, and I was thinking and reflecting back on all that. Those were the, the, you know, the, the highlight days, weren't they? You know, rebuilding all the new secondary schools. We had NACE, we had Bexter, we had everything like that. So I think, in some respects, you, you and I ought to be grateful because we've really seen the best of times, haven't we? I think we absolutely have. And if you search on the word pedagogy in the current document from the DFE, it's absent. So I think things were a whole lot different when we were doing it and we had a proper handle on things, I have to say. Well, but... I'm, glad you, I'm glad you raised that because it's one of the things... I mean, let, let's not forget, uh, and there's, you know, we, there's no getting away from this, uh, Dominic uh, would never forgive us if we didn't remember that BET is a trade show uh, uh, and it's an international trade show, worldwide international. I mean, you don't attract 100 ministers from uh, education ministers over the season and, and, you know, 30 to 40,000 people uh, unless it's a very successful trade show. And what we've, we've tried to do over the years is inject some uh, pedagogy and some educational thinking into the center of that but but it's been difficult because at the end of the day um you know people want to sell products and services but i, I think you're right i think if that was to be slightly critical i mean i'm, I'm pleased the dfe at least and i'm grateful to dominic dominic hines damien hines for at least resurrecting justin greening's edtech strategy stuff yeah uh, I, 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 I i do think it's it's still quite constrained and there's too much of a focus on products and services and less on pedagogy and people you know and, and and the other thing that worries me about it slightly i mean i'm glad it's happening and uh, I've, I've seen the stuff about the demonstrator schools in fact there's a couple of schools that i'm involved with that i'm helping bid for the demonstrator schools and i hope they get it and i think that's a great idea but uh, i have to say as the chair of school governors and the chair of college governors it's one thing going to the demonstrators and being inspired but it's another thing having to cope with the cuts in the budget and having the money then to to, to be able to buy some of the products and services you know so uh, I, there's, there's a bit of tension in there but at least at least we're still hanging in there Russ. indeed we are i was just thinking all about the indeed we absolutely are uh, but you just, and again whilst you were saying that i was thinking who's pulling the strings uh, for the minister right now there seems to be you know occasionally particular ed tech firms get very close to the minister are unable to steer the ship in a new direction and i think that's what colleagues are just a little bit fed up with and uh, we just need to be left alone to get on with it
Well, I think I think that, that's that's about right, and I think the focus there needs to be much more of a focus on the skills of the workforce, both in schools and colleges. In, in fairness to the College of Teaching and to the Education College of Teaching is obviously for school, yes. and the Education and Training Foundation is for uh, the post sixteen sector. Yes. In fairness, they are they are doing you know there's some more online CPD and everything, and of course my own trust the ufi trust uh, that i'm a trustee of we, we're spending r- roughly four million pounds a year which is almost as much as what the dfe is spending on uh, uh projects that support the innovative use of technology in further and adult education and uh and in fact our most successful online course was for further education colleges although a lot of schools have used it which is called the essentials of blended learning and we've had over well almost a hundred thousand registrations and learners now so wow. i think i think there is there is a an you know a hunger out there amongst staff to be able to develop their confidence and competence and capabilities in the use of digital technology i think what the short of if i'm honest is a bit more leadership and vision and a bit more uh support but hopefully these demonstrator schools uh, we'll be able to, you know, you know, provide a, a, a bit of a push and momentum on that. I know this, they sound remarkably like the CLCs that they set up. <laughs> well, I think, Russ, to be fair, I mean, we're getting a bit old fartish now, aren't we? Because I think there's, 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 a, there's a lot of what comes around we've already seen once before yep. under their new name. You remember, I, I, the first time I ever saw you present was you had the curriculum online. Uh, Lollipops. Uh, Exactly. And, and I remember seeing you at the time and being uh, mega impressed because you were talking about, uh, this was up in Scotland at the, uh, the, the, the Scotland... Uh, the set show, equi- yep. yep. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the set show. Uh, and you were talking about the, the, the fridges that can uh, signal, but how right you were at the time. Eh? I know, you know, I know. I know, I lost my job at RM over that, I have to say. Just... <laughs> well, and but, that wasn't uh, a bad thing, that's not a bad well, thing. The, there, there you go. You see, you, you mentioned another trade name there, RM. You know, it's there's so many over the years that we've got used to. At least, you know, at least uh, we were. We I think we did have the best of times, and at least we're hanging in there. I think going back to your pedagogy point, and, and I think you raised a really fundamental point. It, we we know, don't we? And you've heard me present many, many times. Throwing technology at schools and colleges will do no good whatsoever. And you really have to Google Los Angeles Apple iPad disaster to work out that that's, that's what happened. It is what, indeed. What, what does work, what does work is working with teachers, uh, helping them uh, and listening to other teachers and them listening to other teachers have tried things and what's worked and what's not worked. And that, that for me has always been the greatest value add for BET. Uh, you know, the, the, the awards dinner last night, fantastic. Uh, the, sh- the, the show itself, the glitz, the big, the big players, you know, the Google, the Microsoft, the, the uh, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, all those fantastic things. But really, the heart of BET, and that's what I said in my SecEd article as a preview to BET, is the heart of BET is the knowledge exchange uh, that goes on between teachers in the coffee bars and in the, in the hotels afterwards and in the pubs and, you know, in the forums and everything. That, 
that's the real value for Betfair, as far as I'm concerned. No, absolutely couldn't agree more with you. And and even from last night's awards, the the folks that should have won and didn't win for all the wrong reasons are happy. They're happy yes. to have been on the platform, Bob. I've never seen that before. They're just happy and satisfied to have been a finalist. Although, in my opinion, they should have won. A couple of categories that happened in last night. Well, it's, I have to say, as a judge, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a judge for the Bet Awards, I'm a judge for the Tez Awards, I'm a judge for Learning Reimagine. Judging is tricky, and, uh, you know, when it gets down to the final six or anything like that, in fact, funnily enough, Russ, it was only last Friday, we, uh, the Tez FE Awards had the judging panel. And uh, once you get down to your shortlist, Sometimes it's very, very fine margins in what, what decides who wins uh, and who comes second and everything like that. And to be honest, if they get shortlisted, uh, uh, then that in itself is a massive bonus because, you know, we the entries, you know, you can get 50 or 60 entries and you've got to shortlist it down to six. Uh, so it, it, it is difficult and often it's very fine margins. But, uh, you know, like you say, it's something to be celebrated that, that at least they've got shortlisted and they're up there, you yeah. know. And I've, I have underestimated how pleased they are. Two and I had guests yesterday from the Impact Award. Unfortunately, Feezy School didn't win. Um, in my opinion, they should have done. Um, right. But this is not the place for that. And, uh, and you look at the videos and you think, how on earth did that guy win with that yeah. submission? It's not as... But still, you know, judge's decision is final, as they say. Now, later on in the show, I've got Pete Henshaw. He speaks very highly of you, I have to say. The editor of SEC, Ed, yeah, he liked you. He was, he was tickled pink, I have to say. Um, uh, that you were on the show as well. I said, oh, well, I must have the boss as well. See how that goes. Um, yeah, he, yeah. he gave me a really, really good interview. I'm absolutely blown away with his educational understanding. I've had other editors from other magazines on the shows um, yesterday who were reading their answers from a script. Awesome. You're joking. No, no, I can't tell you. What are you doing editing a magazine? Anyway, uh, so we don't speak to them for very long. But Well, well just, just, just to point about Pete, I mean, I, I've written for, I started writing for Seth. Uh, probably about eight or ten years ago when he first started, you know, and, and, I, and you know me, I've, I've always been very keen to help uh, people who want to help themselves, uh, you know, and startups and things like that. So, you know, I've written for Pete, particularly about education technology. I, I wrote uh, extensively for him when the national curriculum, uh, the ICT curriculum was being reformed. And, and my, what I'm always pleased about with Pete is an editor. Uh, that will not allow he doesn't allow puff pieces what he'll do is you know I mean I'm you know my writing it's fairly critical of government policy and, and I'm still very critical of the process of the reform of the national curriculum although it, it has given me one of the highlights of my career Russ which is that I can now have on my headstone that I was sacked by Dominic Cummings and uh, I, I, I think I think that that uh, along with one or two other things will really go down well with my grandchildren we should have um, a competition to write the headstone wording I, 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 I really i only told him to and then dot 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 yeah well i i i i, I got sacked as did my 20 other the, the other 20 teachers that were on my advisory group because because we publicly opposed uh, the way that computer scientists were dominating the reform of the national curriculum. We said it, it had ended in disaster. Uh, and now, £100 million pounds later, uh, investments in you know the BSS, BCS, I mean, th things have got better. 
a little bit, but actually there are fewer pupils taking G uh, IT qualifications. There are few girls taking IT qualifications. Yeah. And despite all that money, we're actually in a worse position than we were, yeah. you know, five years ago. When we set it off. And because we were publicly critical of that, and of course, this is Cummings-esque, isn't it? Indeed. You, you know, you, you, you either go with the official line or you're gone. And I'm pleased to say I was gone. So there you go. Well, never mind. So uh, where am I speaking to you from? I, I have this vision you're on a deck chair somewhere in the Algarve. No, uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm at home. Uh, I, I, I chose this, this year. I, I, it's been 20, I haven't missed one for 21 years. But you know what? I just thought I, I'm going to follow it on social media. I'm going to listen to Russell Proust radio. I'm going to talk to the people on Twitter. Uh, and uh, I'm going to just step back for you. I mean, I'm, I'm 70 this year. And, it, you know, it's... Tony Parkin will tell you uh, it's all very well you're shooting down to Beck and getting six o'clock trains and living in hotels. But, you know, you do get to a point where you think, you know what, I'm, I'm going to have a break this year. So I'm really pleased I've had a break. I've missed the people, uh, but I've been participating, as I say, I was a Beck yeah. judge. And I'm following it on social media. How, how is the show this year? It's really good. And I have to say, just before we move on to that topic, it's a cracking article, um, uh, Bob. It's really good. I think it's one of your most finest of pieces. I really enjoyed the read. It's got the practical advice. You know, don't believe the hype. There's a good song about that as well. Don't believe the hype. Yeah. Don't believe the hype. Ask these questions. And if someone yeah. says this, then you move on because it ain't true. And I, yeah. I love the straight-talking element of you. It's refreshing. It's a brilliant piece. So thank you so much indeed for that. Um, it was a challenge. I'm very pleased to have been consulted by the bet organisers several times during the year as to um, as we kind of uh, had to sell our soul to become the official broadcast. That wasn't an easy uh, route at all. But they consulted widely and they spoke to lots of folk and uh, both Al and I contributed to the conversation and we kind of we highlighted the problem between moving folk across the hallway and yeah, that, that yeah. visitors would not stand for a bottleneck and a queue of no. 15 minutes while they need to be rescanned. So they've solved that, and you're scanned as you come into the hall at both ends. The whole of the building has been mm. turned into a bet venue, so you are scanned if you've got a badge, and then you can move freely oh, between good. the two. They listened, they acted, and they solved the problem. Um, the corridors are wider, so it doesn't good. feel as busy, but it feels good. less pressured. You and I will good. remember, it does a, a, often on occasions feel a bit like the first day of the Harrod sale, and there's a yeah, sudden yeah. rush, and people can't get out of that torrent of, of flow of folk they can't go oh because they're carried away with it and we've seen Absolutely. that years. there's none of that although it has been busier today i like how it. about uh, how about the uh, the balance of i mean one of the things that struck me over the years as i've presented at uh, various bets on various stands and in the main arena uh, and last year i hosted the uh, post 16 theater uh, and what struck me over the years is the rise of the international delegates and uh, you know when when, I, when we first started I, I would probably say the international audience for about five percent. I think the last time I spoke in the main theatre and I asked the audience, it was probably nearer forty percent were from Scandinavia, you know, all, all over the world. What's what's it like this year? Less so for me. They're either haven't because they've zoned it, and I was just coming on to that. They've zoned it, so they've grouped like with like. We've got six zones this year. We've got a learning and teaching, a tech zone, an equipment zone, a global zone, a management solution zone, which is the zone I'm in. So I find okay. my 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 broadcast radio competitors are elsewhere because they've been aligned with their own zone. So I'm interestingly in a different space here, and. 
course, you've got okay. the education show. Uh, and that's grouping like with like. The punters love it. I haven't spoken okay. to a visitor who hasn't liked it. Tony Parkin, the good doctor, he yeah. likes it. But standing opposite your competitors, the exhibitors do not like it. That is awkward it is difficult really? it is tense really? i mean there's yeah. no animosity i mean it's a 21st century for goodness sake we don't have enough time for that but you know it is tricky and i can see some folks being poached i <laughs> feel some job applications because of course your competitors are now watching you perform on your stand again wow we, yeah. we perhaps could yeah. do with that guy so there might be some movement in companies in the next few months i can see that and that might prove difficult but if the customers are happy then it's well, let me, ask you, let me ask you this. What, what, one of the things that's uh, caused me some anxiety over the years is uh, the, the growth of the uh, overseas, uh, the United Arab Emirates and uh, Qatar and uh, various other things that are, are using BET not necessarily to demonstrate and uh, 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 try and promote yep. use of technology, but using it as a Recruit. as a, yep. a, a recruiting Absolutely. stand. Absolutely. What, what, what's that been like this they year? They are here, but they don't have the... <laughs> stands the size of the Taj Mahal. They don't have that here. They have smaller. Um, there are less stands in the areas that I've seen so far that have come from other countries that don't necessarily understand what we're doing or, or can spell words that our, um, our visitors here need to be seen spelt correctly. So um, there's very little of that now. I think this is. there's also a modicum of restraint. So there's no over glitzy stands which I'm very pleased very pleased and you would be too so there, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. evidence that folk have overcooked their pudding on the stands well, which is good I, th I think I think you, you, you raise another point there which is over the years and you know listening to other eggs I mean I know how much Toshiba used to spend uh, I mean the total cost if you put the total cost of being at bet it was into the hundreds of thousands of pounds by the time you'd paid for accommodation and the stand and et cetera, et cetera. And, and I know there's been a trend over the years and, and I, like you, have given bet feedback. They, they always usually consult with me and say, and I gave the feedback about the international stands and the international and the queues, just like you have done to try and improve it. Uh, but I, I have been conscious recently of, uh, you know, small exhibitors feeling the pinch you know and really you know only the the ones with the big pockets have been able to afford the stands and that that's a concern to me because i always have always found one of the best bits of bet is the you know the small the startups the the new developments and everything like that but I'm, I, is that got any less are there any more you know, is it still very difficult for small companies to afford It is still stand? very difficult, Bob. There are no... When they banned two-by-two metre stands, it changed. The landscape changed forever then. Um, mm. It is beyond the capability of a small startup, uh, unless they align themselves temporarily, as I have done and others could mm. do as well. So I think mm. it's about building those relations, those stepping mm. stone relationships. There mm. is a bet futures area. It's still yeah. expensive to get in there. Yeah. I'm, I'm pleased Nace have, have, have hung yes. in there. I'm, yes. Steve Moss, Steve Moss has done a good job keeping the brand name going, and they're showing some signs of, of, of resurrection. But, uh, uh, but, but it's difficult. It's difficult for, you know, you, you think about going back again, Russ, about all those community organisations that we knew Nace was one, there was others. Uh, it's been difficult for them to survive, given, um, I mean, it's only in the last two, 18 months since Justin Green and Damien Hines resurrected the whole ed tech thing because of course you know we, we've had the blockage of nick gibb yeah. 
who yes, uh, yes. Has, has, has not really been as enthusiastic about technology as he possibly could have been. And so we, we had six to seven years, maybe eight years, where, you know, things were, had slipped backwards. And I think, you know, my when the DFE Ed Tech strategy came out, you know, I, I was so disappointed because, of course, uh, Morgan, Nicky Morgan, who took over from uh, Michael Gove, uh, had the ETEG strategy, which Stephen Apple, myself, and a number of other people worked on, and that was so ambitious, and 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 it, it was so disappointing when the the DFE EdTech strategy came out. But we are where we are. We have to work with what we've got. Uh, I sense schools are, are still uh, very keen to to get effective use of technology and colleges. And in fact, next week I'm doing a, a whole staff development day for Reese's College up here in the northwest of uh, land-based college. So I think, you know, we've been around a long time. Uh, we've seen things come and go and come back again and go and come back again and go. Uh, but uh, we're still here, us. Indeed we are. And that's testament to our staying power. Nothing else I can tell you. <laughs> our resilience. Bob, it's been an absolute blast talking with you. Thank you. No holds barred conversations. What I expected and it's what you gave us. Thank you so much for being part of our show. I'll see you next year. Hey. I'll, and hopefully in between. Hopefully in between. Who knows? All right, mate. You take care. Take Good care. Thank you. you so much indeed. Amazing. Amazing. Bye. Right. Support Radio, broadcasting live every day from 3 p.m. Powered by Anderton Tiger, the official broadcaster of Bet 2020. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to need to lie down after that. My God. Bob, thank you so much indeed. You're such good value for money. Uh, listen, I was just dropping my microphone there. I wasn't disappearing or anything. Just to give you, there's still a lot of background noise in here. I don't want it to compete with, um, uh, with Bob's audio on the show. Thank you very much indeed. I really enjoyed that. Uh, still to come on today's show, we've got full news broadcast at four o'clock. We've got Andrew Tidswell. Uh, we have got Paul Topping um, and Pete Henshaw. And I think the Secretary Ed, Ed uh, um, Editor, sorry about that, uh, would be really good next. So I'm going to schedule him in next. Don't go anywhere. Love to hear from you, folks. And this is how you can get in touch with us. Contact this show right now. Just send a text message to 07624 802 272 or email us using studio at andertontiger.com. Tag the show on Twitter. Just use the hashtag NetSupportRadio. Tweet the show for a mention. Just use at Russell Pru in your tweet. Feel the power. It's 17 minutes to four. You're live with me, Russell Prue, on Net Support Radio. We're here through till six. Sagata Mitra is joining us later on in the show. Deb Lyons is coming. Martin Bailey and Phonic FM Radio Show. I want to play that to you because it's absolutely fantastic. Next on our show is Pete Henshaw. He's the editor of Secondary Education. Listeners, I'm really excited to have in the studio the editor, no less, of Sec Ed magazine. He is fabulous. It's Peter Henshaw. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. You're very welcome indeed. Joining me also is Al Kingsley, because I'm so not allowed to get away with this interview on my own. So he's on cans <laughs> and on the microphone as well. We're very lucky. A very, very popular publication, if you don't mind me saying. Uh, and thank you so much indeed for your support. You're a really big, long-term supporter. Uh, I have enjoyed many articles over many years thank you very much um, uh, in the material now I could probably more online uh, to read um, I wonder particularly 
what are the hot topics around here? Be very interesting from your observations and also um, from what you've known from the contributors to the most recent publication. So in your mind as an editor, what's hot this year? Um, well, I've been struck actually this year and uh, I suppose a little bit last year. It, the focus on evidence for me is, 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 is really coming to the fore, I think, at BET. Um, I think for too long, I think most uh, ICT professionals will acknowledge the fact that evidence for impacts of technology in education is is flimsy at times, anecdotal. Um, whereas now I think a lot of companies are starting to really realize that schools are becoming uh, evidence savvy and so they need to be showing solid evidence for what their product can do, how it works, how what the context it works best in. Um, so I'm, I, can, I can see companies now starting to produce properly researched evidence, credible evidence and um, I think that's got to be one of the biggest shifts in, in recent times and it's not re not even a technolo uh, technology shift it's a, a shift of approach I think isn't it and how does that reflect in your readership what do they think um, well I think given the, um, the people premium when that came in um, uh, nine years ago eight, eight nine years ago that, yeah um, I think that that's what started the shift uh, to, to evidence and education generally the education endowment foundation um, and and so I've seen it in the content and the contributors to SecEd. a lot of um, referenced material that comes through comes through my um, inbox these days um, and so I think the the, the, the the teachers and the leaders in schools um, have have taken that into the technology arena as well added to that budgets budgets are tight as ever um, and so they need to be they need to be showing value for money they need to report impact to Ofsted about people premium and other areas and so and so that's where the pressure comes from perfect that's really interesting um, any trends emerging from perhaps your readership have you noticed particularly um, had they spotting kind of emerging or differences or changes in the, in the landscape perhaps in the last year um, I don't know, it's quite interesting because uh, people talk about virtual reality and, and AI and I, I was reflecting uh, earlier, if you, t if you think about a technology that's you know, transformed education in the sense that it's in now every school, what can you think of? The only thing I can really think of that's in every school is interactive whiteboards and the revolution we had 20 years ago. Um, you know, AI, you look at it, you see the potential uh, in, in, in real AI. There's a lot of AI out there which isn't really AI, but there's, sure. you know, you see the potential for in the good products. Um, but how, we, how realistic is that, you know? Of course, bet it's important that bet that you see the future, but in terms of going back to school tomorrow, how realistic are these virtual reality solutions in terms of budget, in terms of practicalities, uh, implementation? Um, and I think that seems to be a theme coming through. Um, so lots of future gazing, but but I'm, 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 yet, I'm yet to see the reality on the ground. It's yeah. quite profound, I think, as well. And I'll be very interested in this. I'm particularly interested in uh, um, what are the what are your readers considering uh, for investment? What are they considered to be strategic development? Would be really interesting, and and how they think they're going to be engaging with ed tech because. Um, we've produced a really fabulous and very exciting strategic guide because we think that's needed. I'm very interested to hear what the readership think particularly. Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, the, the article that Al wrote for, 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 the BET, for our BET guide was on the digital strategy. Um, and early, from what I, what I can tell from the website, it seems to be going well. But mm. I'll, I'll, I'll be keen to see the, the download stats and all that kind of thing on it because I get the impression that those kind of strategies, as we, we were I was talking to Al earlier and, and we were saying that 
if you're not doing this, then it's great. If you are doing it, then you need a bit of a, a reality check, a self-evaluation, and so it's great as well to, to, to look at these uh, principles and, and compare them to what you've done in your school and see where you're, maybe where you're lacking. Um, so, so I think the, the more best practice, the more case studies out there, the better, really. I think it ties in as well with the earlier point, whether it's talking about AI, whether it's talking about AR and VR. You know, the digital strategy isn't as much about what are you going to do tomorrow. It's about how you build the capacity to embrace opportunities over the next five or six years and the decisions you take now don't prevent you embracing those opportunities as they come along. And, and I think it's fantastic seeing that guide because I think it tackled from Seco's point of view lots of the questions to consider coming to bear. And there is a risk you come here and there's so many things to see. Bringing that back down to a focus about what are the real things that will make impact is, is really, really important. Otherwise, you get slightly, uh, you know, starstruck from all the different tech and gadgets that are there. Well, that's easy to do, isn't it? You kind of walk around here and you can easily find something more alluring than Absolutely. it is naturally. Uh, and we've all, you know, we've all gone, wow, we've got to have this robot. And you get it and you go, hmm, this is perhaps not the right decision. It's too complex. It's not kind of had the learning outcome. What, what, what excites you, Pete, at the moment? What's what really. What do you go, wow, this is the most exciting thing? Um, I, again, I mean, I, I, I keep coming at this from a, from a school point of view rather than a technology point of view, but um, uh, the pedagogy, you, you, the pedagogy angle, when you see teachers on stands, I've been speaking to, I was on the Microsoft stand, but speaking to teachers, you know, and, and you talk to them about how they're applying things in the classroom, and, and that's, that's, for me, that's the crux of the matter, which is why the, the DfE strategy last year was perhaps disappointing because it didn't mention pedagogy indeed um, and, may, and maybe that's because ministers don't don't like to put the foot in in the pedagogy uh, uh, waters but uh, it seems to me to be a, a strange thing that, 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 that we're not letting these teachers lead the lead the development of, of national policy national strategy it might be that the department knows nothing about pedagogy but that's my own view and that may not be reflected <laughs> interesting though that the strategy guide that we've been sharing and talking about and Russell and I discussed at the centre of that is teachers and students, and it's you know it's all about TPAC, technology underpinning, Absolutely. pedagogy and content knowledge, and it starts there, and all the other stakeholders sit around that, but yeah. it has to start with the pedagogy. It's true, and I, and I wouldn't expect the DfE to lead, I wouldn't want the DfE to lead on pedagogy, no. but I find it bizarre that a 48-page no strategy mention. doesn't have the word in it. It's, no. it's very telling, I think. Kind of, you know, missed the point, haven't they, somewhat, I have to say. I, I think so. I think um, Bob Harrison has written in Sackhead on this very point quite quite um, eloquently. Uh, I know, and I'm looking forward to him joining us on our show uh, today. He'll be, um, we might need the bleeping device, I have to see. I'll just have to check the batteries in that so we're up to full capacity. Can I just finally ask you, Pete, if I may, um, what do you think your readers are most sceptical of? Do you think are, are they still convinced by the smoke and mirrors, or are they, are they more savvy than we would give them credit for? I, I think my readers are savvy. I mean, they, they read Sackett, so you know. So that's um, a good choice. <laughs> that's a good choice. It's a good choice. Um, I think that um, I, I think that when you're at BET, surrounded by ICT and technology experts who are passionate about what they do and the products are amazing, then you can easily get swept up in thinking that everything's a game changer. And so the pitching and the selling, because bed is a trade show at the end of the day, I think, I think there's a lot of teachers who have become worn down by the, 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 the hard sell. You know, and yeah. I think the, the companies that do well are better. The companies who, who who aren't here for the hard sell. In fact, they they manage to restrain themselves and, and they they have the conversation. Yeah, they're here for the pedagogy. Yeah, strangely enough, 
um, and I'd like to think that we are one of those and we're you know we're practicing what we're preaching here we're broadcasting live radio and it we think it's it important. very much I think right now we've got a presentation you know on the stand and it's not about selling our products but it's about best practice and well-being and, and all sorts of different things that really shape you know, the, the important parts of school life. And it's been led by a teacher, and, and I think that's always telling when, when you've a teacher up. Who else could lead this? Exactly. You know, in, in real terms, uh, we've got the reputation to do that. You know, we put on a good show for the right people with the right presenters. I think that's absolutely essential. Absolutely. Good. Thank you very much indeed. I have to say, you're the most informed editor. I was not expecting this level or depth. We have spoken to other editors here from other magazines, and... Um, uh, and there are plenty of them. For me to say now, I was frankly disappointed uh, with one or two of them uh, because they just don't have the background. I'm very impressed. That's very kind of you. No, I really have enjoyed talking to you. Uh, if folk want to connect with you online, and I would suggest that is an absolute must from this conversation, where can we find you? Well, if you uh, well if you Google SecEdEvs and Secondary Education, you'll you'll find us. Or you might find an earthquake society in America, but you know we're fighting the rankings with them. Uh, but it's sec-ed.co.uk um, and we're on Twitter um, and uh, everything is free, freely accessible for every, every, everyone who comes. Most so, um, and if we want to connect with you on Twitter, are you on Twitter? Uh, P.W. Henshaw. I so. think that's a worthy job actually. I think you're going to, you, if you're not already, I suspect you might be musing insightfully. That well, now really you have good. the Prue seal of approval. Well, it's hardly worth anything. I if it was <laughs> worth it, I'd have bottled it and sold it many years ago. I do what I can, as we say. Thank you so much. Pete Thank Henshaw, you. fabulous editor of Sec Ed. Love it, love it, love it. And the brilliant Al Kingsley. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Uh, listeners, we're having a bit of a bumpy internet experience here. I'm sorry if you are enjoying an interrupted stream. Uh, worry not, the whole show is being recorded as we broadcast it. It'll be available for your delectation on my SoundCloud site. Just head across to uh, soundcloud.com forward slash Russell Prue and you can go a little further there into the Net Support Radio. I've got an on my own folder there. You'll find everything on the netsupportsoftware.com forward slash radio website where you can find all of our podcasts for all of our guests and everything else. Uh, we'll be heading towards uh, the news at four and then I have Joe Moretti is joining us and an ambassador will be with us as well. But I wanted you to hear about this. Uh, listeners, I am so incredibly excited to have a fabulous gentleman on the telephone live with me, Sam Delange. Did I say that correctly, Sam? That, that was perfect. Hey, good, excellent. I do like a posh surname, I have to say. Now, Sam, listeners, <laughs> is responsible for... He works for Two Simple Software and he's responsible for something really quite amazing this year it's an edu footy aid sam tell me all about this so i'm going to take if it's okay, and take you back in time uh first to where it all began uh, which was a, a, just over a year ago now uh when someone who the, i think most listeners will know uh mr p's ict or, or lee parkinson uh was watching soccer aid the big uh unicef charity match which they have on the telly and he tweeted, uh, he literally just tweeted, why don't we have one of these for the education community? Uh, and the founder of Too Simple, uh, a man called Nigel Cannon, uh, saw the tweet and, and basically just said, yes, uh, this is something that, that we have to do. And so we teamed up with uh, another bet regular, uh, a man called uh, Martin Bailey, who runs Animate to Educate and is, is speaking at Bet this year. Uh, and we put on our first uh, game which took place in the northeast and it was the northeast versus uh the uk all-stars which team made up of people from around the country 
Uh, and we teamed up with Mind, the mental health charity who we, who we fundraise for uh, throughout the year anyway. And they're basically the idea is twofold. One is uh, we use the matches to raise money for Mind. But secondly, it's about promoting teacher well-being. So it's about getting teachers together away from the stresses of the, uh, of the classroom and sort of building uh, communities around football. We've had three games that have all been very successful. And then the, the lovely people at BET kindly offered to let us run an event at uh, BET 2020. So this is going to be our biggest and uh, best event, hopefully. It will be taking place in the uh, Hall S14, which is, is literally directly opposite uh, the main bet arena. Um, and we have got, so what we have got is we've got a tournament of uh, six teams. So every region in the UK is represented. Plus there is a very special uh, exhibitors team uh, featuring people from different uh, bet uh, exhibitor stands. And then most importantly, uh, bet 2020 is going to see uh, our first ever women's game. So that's going to be our, our headline event and it's going to be uh, kicking off at 1.50 on Saturday, the 25th of January in the XL Arena. Brilliant. That, was that too much? Or oh, too little? No, I loved it. Now I know you've got Mr. P involved. This is just an, <laughs> an outlet for him to practice his silly walks, isn't it? Come on, let's be honest here. We have, we have actually, we've got, we've got a few uh, Ed selects. So we have uh, Mr. P and we also have uh, Graham Andre, I think I pronounced that right, who was on the, the BAFTA-nominated uh, documentary, The Genderless Classroom, which I'm not sure people saw. If they haven't seen it, they should definitely watch it. Uh, but he's playing in goal for uh, the South as well. So we've got a few little Ed celebs knocking about on our teams. Oh, it's amazing. It is abs- and a brilliant charity as well. It is. This has to be the most focused bet for uh, uh, mental health and well-being. There's a, a big topic push on it. Lots of speakers, lots of people coming and talking in the arena. I'm so excited you're going to do something, well, creative with the remaining space at Excel. I mean, it'll be the most exciting thing apart from the show. Saturday is a quiet day for us, as you probably will remember. Uh, and so something really exciting going on uh, alongside this is really good. So the hashtag tag is edufootyaid uh, listeners if you want to get behind just absolutely brilliant there and if people i mean all the are all the teams fixed now or is there a, still an opportunity for people to get involved so to play if if that we do have one or two spaces left in our team so if anyone uh, would like to, to to take part then uh, you can drop me an email at samuel at twosimple.com and i can uh, i can speak to you about that um and then yeah well, all i would say is our games start at 11 on the saturday they run through to about three o'clock so if you pop in for the whole time or even just for to watch one game or something then please we would love to see people down there uh, on the day absolutely brilliant and if you're in the bet arena there is a prize giving where they're going to the presentation will take place at 2 30 that's half an hour before bet finishes on the saturday so i guess there's a cup and there's cheering and to be had along the way there's going to be uh, lots of cups lots of medals lots of cheering and as well an incredibly talented head teacher slash classically trained opera singer called rachel Orr will be singing uh nessan dorma from italian 90 i don't know if you remember that uh, but she will be kicking off the women's game with a, uh, I've heard it before, it's a wonderful rendition of Nessan Dorma, so 2.30 is a good time to, one uh, fifty uh, sorry, is a good time to pop on down for that game. We will also, if you can't, if you're not going to bet on the Saturday, we are going to have uh, lots of mind collection buckets and contactless donation points, et cetera, et cetera, around the show, so if you would like to show your support, you can do. And as well, we're going to have a raffle of football merchandise 
including some Manchester City signed shirts and some West Ham signed shirts and some uh, other bits of signed memorabilia. So you can pop along to the Two Simple stand and uh, pick up your raffle ticket on any, any day of bet uh, if you can't make it on the Saturday. That is brilliant. When's the raffle being drawn, Sam? So we will draw the raffle uh, at the end of at the end of the show. So we'll draw the raffle potentially. See, it's always sort of timing. See how it goes. But we'll try and do it so we can announce it on the main stage for sort of two thirty. But it it may be one of those things that we have to contact people afterwards. But just get your raffle ticket. Uh, any day of bet and then we will definitely contact you if you are the winner oh we love a bit of merch there's nothing like that but listeners let's not lose <laughs> sight of the purpose this is a fund raising activity and if you go to the betshow.com forward slash edufootyaid there is a big fat donate button there press it as many times as you can listeners Sam I have so enjoyed this good luck with the tournament this has got to be an incredibly exciteful and insightful activity at bet I'm really well behind you in the best of luck to you all thank you thank you thank you very much for for having us and for, and for giving this opportunity to share our message our pleasure take care and enjoy brilliant absolutely love that man fantastic we're going across now for the news and then i have an ambassador who has just arrived in the studio it's gonna get absolutely amazing you are me russell prue live across the planet this is net support radio live at bet ambassador is up next online across the world this is net support radio broadcasting live at bet 2020 time now to join our newsroom for a full roundup of today's news in London, I'm Holly Hudson. The Chinese city at the centre of the coronavirus outbreak that has so far killed 17 people has gone into lockdown to prevent further spread. Planes, trains and public transport have been suspended in Wuhan. Donald Trump says the US has a plan to contain the virus. The UK is monitoring flights, while India is one of the countries that has begun screening passengers to prevent entry of the virus into the country. Ishan Garg has more from New Delhi. The Indian Health Ministry has screened more than 9,000 passengers of 43 flights for the coronavirus at seven airports. They say while no cases of the coronavirus have been detected in India, authorities are on high alert. Passengers travelling from China are being requested to report to the nearest public health facility if they feel any symptoms. New Delhi is also seeking input from the World Health Organization to better prepare the country's hospitals and medical staff. The WHO is considering declaring the outbreak a public health emergency of international concern. An air tanker has crashed while fighting bushfires near the Australian capital of Canberra. All three people on board were killed. Arthur Stevens has more. The aircraft was conducting aerial firefighting duties over the snowy Monero region of New South Wales when authorities lost contact. The crash came as temperatures soared across the fireground after almost a week of respite. The C-130, chartered by the Rural Fire Service from American aerial firefighting company Coulson Aviation, was engaged in routine water bombing activities at the time of the incident. The Premier of New South Wales, Gladys Berejiklian, has expressed condolences to the families of those killed in the crash. U.S. President Donald Trump's impeachment trial has begun. Democrat prosecutors have 24 hours over three days to put forward their case for the removal of Donald Trump from office. In Washington, here's Kevin McAleese. The opening hours of arguments for Trump's dismissal were dominated by the lead impeachment manager Adam Schiff. The senator said the allotted time for the prosecution would be used to present to the American people the extensive evidence collected against the president. President Trump solicited foreign interference in our democratic elections, abusing the power of his office 
to seek help from abroad to improve his re-election prospects at home. And when he was caught, he used the powers of that office to obstruct the investigation into his own misconduct. After Democrats have made their case, the Senate will hear a potential three-day response from Trump's defense team. Once opening statements are finished, the issue of whether witnesses will be called could be the subject of a vote, although the White House has suggested it could use executive privilege to block any testimony. And Germany has banned the neo-Nazi group Combat 18 and carried out a series of raids against the organization throughout the country. The move comes amidst growing concern about far-right violence in Germany. Thanks, Holly. That's your news headlines. The Ambassador is up next. You're listening to Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster for Bet 2020. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Powered by the Anderton Tiger Broadcasting Network. And a very good afternoon to you listeners. Thank you so much for joining us. We are live until 6 o'clock this evening. This is Russell Prue live on Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster at Bet 2020. I am honoured, delighted, ecstatically, oh, my first ambassador. They don't come along very often, and when they do, this is perfect. I am very, very pleased to welcome uh, Henri Verdier. I'll ask him if I got that right in a second. He is the ambassador for digital affairs, minister for Europe and Foreign Affairs France. His biography reads beautifully. He is just the person, if you're interested in uh, digital affairs, if you're interested in entrepreneurship, this man is very talented. Monsieur le Ambassadeur, à bienvenue. Thank you so much for joining me. Are you having a good bet? Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, it's an impressive bet. Good. I'm really pleased. Thank you so much indeed. And thank you to uh, Philippe and his entourage. We so need an English word for that. Um, uh, uh, to making this possible, I am so grateful. Thank you so much indeed. Uh, thanks for coming. Um, I'm very interested to hear um, your view and your uh, challenges, particularly with uh, the digital landscape, the issues, um, what you find particularly difficult. Um, obviously, we've got some plans for the end of this month. Not everyone's happy about those plans. We all suspect that's going to take a long time, and we're, we're worried that severing links as part of that process would be a bad thing. And are there plans to continue that kind of exchange of information and those brilliant opportunities for cross-border collaboration would be really useful. What are your views on that? I want to comment your sovereign decision, but we had strong connection. I, in my professional life, I did work with the government digital service, with the transparency team, and it will continue. I can confirm this. It's good. Thank you. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, challenge challenges for you ahead what are the kind of problems we might see so maybe let's define briefly what is digital diplomacy the digital revolution 20 years ago it was just about innovation uh, to invent new stuff new product and, uh, it was amazing and great 10 years ago it was about disruption a lot of industries was very angry but now we have to understand that now it's geopolitical we have to to build a diplomacy because the order of the world is overdetermined by the digital revolution. Just the trade war between China and US, for example, can determine a lot of future. So France, but also United Kingdom, Great Britain and other countries 
try to influence the future of the digital world. In France, we have an ambassador at large. At large. I deal with a lot of very serious security issues, cyber security, uh, election interferences, uh, hate speech, terrorist content. Uh, we participate to internet governance. We have to, to think about uh, digital e uh, economic diplomacy, for example, the complete international tax system. Can we tax the value, the way that where digital economy create values? And, and we are here in the bed, we want to promote an open, free, uh, secure internet, access to education, access to culture, free information, freedom of speech, uh, citizen empowerment, and we work hard on this topic. So digital education is one important part of digital diplomacy. Absolutely perfect. Um, thank you so much, because I think there's, there's, there's a greater opportunity for more and not less, and, and we need more, particularly with, uh, as you've rightly identified, cybercrime knows no boundaries, no one respects the demarcation of a country, its borders, or its locale, it's a cross-border. And I like the way you talk about uh, particularly uh, taxation, which are another a particularly interesting issue here. When you're buying, we're just about to introduce a sales tax on digital resources, and that is going to be very difficult because you buy from a country, and it's not where you're buying from, it's where the company is based in the world that you will pay tax. It's very interesting challenges yes, as well. Everything is more and more international. Indeed. And, and Science, uh, technologies, yes, yes. companies. And, yes. Uh, yes. And we're going less international, which is, it's a fact, we're neither of us are commenting. I and won't are, comment. No, of course not, and me neither, but we'll poke fun where we can, uh, because that's what we do, um, and challenge and kind of get those conversations in there as well. Uh, I'd love to know a, a bit about uh, your entrepreneur, because you are very well experienced, incubators, getting businesses up and running, and getting, you know, some collaboration between the two countries there. What are your, what is your role in developing small organizations, opportunities to trade and and exchange information and kind of work in this arena. So first, I discovered the internet as an entrepreneur. Uh, 20 years ago, I started wow. my first company, and uh, in fact, I started three companies in my life. I succeeded once. That's enough. Okay. Uh, Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. And uh, then I was a state CTO, like your GDS. So here I teach to the state to work more with small companies with entrepreneurs and I want to mention this with intrapreneurs because for me an entrepreneur is not a company an entrepreneur is someone that knows how to go from zero to one how to build something where there is nothing and you can find entrepreneurs within the state it's a spirit it's not a status ah okay it's a that's very a nice interpretation we, we need to help our intrapreneurs everywhere that's important. And is that a state activity? Should that be a state activity? Is that a, 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 the government? Is that a government responsibility, or do we need kind of regional incubators and creators of that? Is is that a, the right job for the government to do? So it can be a public policy. Okay. There is a so-called uh, Chinese uh, proverb. Uh, proverb. I don't know. Yes. If yes. Yes. You do. So uh, companies are like plants. So you cannot make them grow, but you can help them. <laughs> you can give water, you can give... Uh, and a government should do this. It's perfect. It's a good analogy, a really good... So how do we do that, though? How do we get them to grow? What's the right support for the right, the right business? So you can imagine a lot of things. In Europe, probably, we should consider uh, helping more innovation, disruptive innovation. In Europe, maybe we have 
not enough uh, dual technologies. We don't collaborate very well between military industries, small industries. We can imagine a lot of things. And as a new diplomat now, I think that we can protect a unique internet, open, free, secure, because there are some temptation in the world to have the, what we call the split internet, to, to have a different internet for China, for Russia, for Africa, for, and that would be a great threat for innovation and for freedom. Absolutely right. I'm, I'm pleased you've identified all of those. Um, I, why don't we have someone working at your level? It's, um, it's, it's bizarre, really. You know, it's just we need someone like you. Now, in fact, you have a lot of programs. You have a great, and it's a friend of mine, a cyber ambassador. Oh, yes, because, of course. Because we have a lot of international negotiation about international law. And yes. State as actors of the cybersecurity. You have programs of uh, cultural uh, spread. Uh, so the difference is in France, we have one ambassador at large to make yeah. the synthesis between those yeah. streams. But our cybersecurity uh, ambassador is all about not doing stuff, <laughs> and we need stuff to do stuff. So it's coming at it from a different perspective. Do you see? Yes, that's important. In France, my min the minister decided that we need to integrate all those parts of the digital diplomacy because if you just want protection it's easy you make protection you make mass surveillance you forbid things if you just want to make business development you, you authorize everything you, if you want to make both together here is very difficult you, you have to balance everything every time excellent that is just superb how have you found the show today do you have comments on right. it is your your first time is it no it's not my first time you have to know that I did lead the first French delegation in the bed eight years ago as an entrepreneur at this time. <laughs> Congratulations, thank <laughs> you so much. Uh, of course, that's impressive, that's inspiring. Good, uh, thank you. Yes, of course. And, and this uh, year, what is, you, it's different this year, we've made some changes to the show, it is different. Is it good? I just arrived like two, I'm sorry. two hours okay. ago. So okay. I don't <laughs> two hours is a good It's just this feeling of freedom, of innovation, and, and that energy. is good. Well, good. I'm really pleased because lots of folks have worked really hard to create that, which is just amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. It's brilliant to, uh, to speak with you. Um, can folks find out more about you? Can we go somewhere to find out more? Do you have connections? On Are we on Twitter? Are yes, you? we can go on Twitter. The, yes, can we find you on Twitter? Ambenum, like Ambassador Numérique. Ambenum. Ambenum. Oh, I will Henri get Verdi. the details. We'll put those on the thing there because that will yeah. be really good. Henri, thank you so thank much you. indeed. See you on Twitter. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and, and that's good. It's a good, you know, as long as our digital strategy cybercrime person doesn't uh, stop that because we should be enabling, not stopping. And that's the... Uh, the problem of the world. Thank you so much indeed. I'm so pleased much. and it's an honour and a privilege to meet you. Thank you very much indeed. The title is splendid, I have to say. Ambassador for Digital Affairs, Ministry for Europe and Foreign Affairs, France. Henri Verdier. Thank you. Did I get the name right? Verdier? Yes. Oh, Merci. Merci. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. All of you, thanks very much for joining us there. Uh, brilliant conversation there with an ambassador, my first ambassador listeners. I'm so excited. Thank you so much indeed. Really, really good. And, and it is very interesting when we see um, avenues of collaboration being closed down there are folks here who are 
opening them up and long may that continue it's really really good uh, it's uh, 15 minutes past four i'm just looking for joe did he stay around joe moretti the one that was fabulously dressed um unfortunately uh, we seem to have lost him but that's uh, not a problem thank you very much indeed Henri. that was really good uh, joe is not to be seen we will come to him in a minute let's play some music we haven't had some music for a little while it's 16 minutes past four and we're going to grab this track this is mark ronson one of my favorites Net support, the driving force behind School IT Solutions. Our music there from Mark Ronson, and I love it, Bruno Mars, Uptown Funk. Hello, it is 20 past four. We're continually to experience a bumpy internet experience. I am sorry for that. Uh, buffering should make it easier for you, because uh, we keep a couple of uh, seconds, when I say a couple, I mean at least 25, here in the bag, and providing that doesn't stop, your experience should not be interrupted. If it is, I'm so sorry. Stay on the channel. We will resume transmission as quickly as possible. I'm continuing as if there were no breaks and you'll be able to pick the whole thing up as an audio recording afterwards. Uh, good afternoon to you. If you've just joined us, we are here live at BET. It's an exciting event today. Very, very busy. Busier than yesterday, um, as you found earlier in our conversation with the brilliant Bob Harrison, which is really, really interesting. Thank you again, Bob. Really enjoyed that. Uh, lots going on today. I have my next guest and I wanted to catch up with this. This was some very international feel this afternoon. Uh, Henry was just with us, but I want to catch up with and with Paul Topping. Uh, we'll catch up with him. International School in the Netherlands. This is Mark and Paul chatting with me earlier today. You're listening to Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster for Bet 2020. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Powered by the Anderton Tiger Broadcasting Network. I'd like to say good morning to some guests that have just arrived. I have Paul Topping. Did I get that right? You did. You are the head teacher of a very exciting school in the Netherlands. I'd like to talk to you about that in just a second. And the fabulous Mark Anderson is here again. Mark, you bring me such fabulous guests. And the thing is, when I first started teaching 20 plus years ago, Paul Topping worked at the school that I was at. No. And so we've known each other for a very, very, very long time. We keep bumping into each other. Um, we met up in Dubai a year or so ago, didn't we? Um, here today in Bet. It's fantastic to catch up with these people. And Paul is such an inspiring And yet you colleague. do this this thing to your friends. You bring them onto the <laughs> live uh, Paul, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, what brought you to Bet this year? Well, I'm actually just here for a day. In fact, we have a couple of staff here as well. Been here a couple of days. Mark's met uh, one of his uh, old pals as well. And I, uh, you know, we, we've we've invested in IT heavily in the school over the years, and uh, this is one of the premier events to come to when you're looking for new solutions to things, or new ideas, new software, new hardware, and uh, it's worth it for me to fly over the day and uh, go back this evening. You're very welcome too. Are there any specific challenges for you as an international school in the Netherlands? Um, well, it's interesting times, isn't it? We, uh, we've been watching the, uh, the debate, the Brexit debate, uh, very recently. Uh, we're obviously very close to the UK, and most of our teachers are UK-based. Around 20% of our students are UK citizens. So, um, we're, you know, it's an interesting time for the school. Our, our trajectory of student numbers has, has, has been up in, in recent years, actually. We've got about 2,500 students across five sites now. Wow. But, um, but yes, it's interesting times. Amazing. I'm still just getting over that number, Mike. That, that's a huge organisation. That's corporate level organisation. Yes, it's a it's a it's a it's a big enterprise. Uh, but it's been built from very small roots. Um, it's uh, 
Uh, you know, school actually started in the 1930s, so it's, uh, it's, it's, an, it's getting towards 90, 90 years old these days and uh, developed from a really tiny institution and now has two, two secondary schools, three primary schools, a language centre, an international leadership academy. So uh, we, um, you know, we're, 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 we're more than just a school, but, but education is still our core business. I think that schools need to be more than just a school. That's, that's part of the problem, I think, as well. Um, you, uh, you have an excellent reputation as being a superb uh, conference speaker and, and you're out and about, but I wonder where you go for your inspiration. Well, that's a really good idea. One of, one of, one, one of the things I've, uh, I've decided to do this year is, to, is I've, I've taken up some executive coaching because uh, most of my inspiration comes from either from people like Mark, who we go yeah. back a long way, and, and experts in fields. But uh, I've, I've, all through my career, I've been very keen on partnerships and the work that I do with head teachers, principals, chief executives. Uh, I, I find that inspirational. I mean, I'm quite humble in the way I do my role. I just see myself as a head teacher, really, although I run a number of schools. And this is my third headship, but I've, I've le- I learned so much from working with colleagues who are working at a similar level too. You're very gentle. I, I like you very much. You're very kind as well. I, I, not, not at all like Mark. <laughs> uh, I, I, as I say, 20 years ago, or is it, it must be longer than 20 years ago. But, uh, it, that time but, flies. Um, I can't tell you. It so I, flies. I, I, I learn all my Pokemon jokes from uh, Mark. <laughs> Well, dear me, that's really good. Uh, what have you seen that's inspired you so far? I know it's early in the day, but you know anything that's particularly? Well, actually, I was talking to Mark. One, one of our one of our challenges at the moment actually is, is engaging parents um, in in the wider educational technology debate. Um, well, we're a one-to-one device school, and we've got a very uh, a working VLE and a number of Microsoft products that we use in quite significantly. But uh, keeping parents on side in that debate when they've got their kind of teenagers at home who are uh, ever more on screens is, is, a, is, a, is a challenge for us. So I'm, one of the reasons I wanted to have a look around today was to look at how we might uh, help ourselves. And actually just a 10 minute conversation with Mark a few minutes ago has, has helped in that respect as well. And I can contribute to that as well. A radio station would just be perfect. Something you can do without affecting safeguarding issues. No one's got to see their face. You don't need parental consent. And you can do it 24 hours a day if you want. It's a lovely solution. Lots of my schools are making money here as well, selling we, adverts. We'd be very interested in that because we, I mean, I, we had a registration in my previous school, and we have a we have a very big digital kind of music area at the moment. Excellent. Um, so it's good out uh, there for that. Music and voice is, is a big part of what we do. We just we just cut our last year we cut our first vinyl records. Wow. Um, from digital output that students have made. I mean, that sounds a reverse of. Not at all. Debate, not, doesn't it? not here. I, not I bought here. my first record player at Christmas for the first time in 15 years, so I was spinning the vinyl disc the other day. It's amazing, really. And had I had more room, I'd have brought some vinyl decks here as well. He's very keen, is our Mark. We, I mean, we have digital ones here for a bit of mixing, so there's a bit of... Kind of we've got the, you know, digital. We can do it digitally, but there's nothing like the sound, the crackle, the the wow and the flutter on a vinyl disc. It's setting up you know, that little uh, anti-skating device where you've got to, uh, all those things come, they come rolling back. And, uh, well, for me, uh, kids don't have to handle anything with reverence these days. You know, CDs are very forgiving, and I'm, I'm meeting, you know, year four kids now who've never seen a CD in their life. That's happening now. It's not in the future. It's kind of now. Never seen a CD, let alone vinyl. But vinyl has to be held cherished respected mm. uh, and I put my first vinyl deck into a school and they broke the needle in the first day and of course I completely didn't anticipate no 
hand-to-eye coordination whatsoever. Putting the needle on the record, good song by the way, and no skill whatsoever in that, and that's very interesting. It's, I mean, it, it, the, the students are really proud of it, and we've, we've cut about five wow. uh, LPs, as we used to call them. We still call them LPs. Yeah, we do, we do. That's fine, that's fine. Um, 33 and a third uh, RPM. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're just they're wonderful just to feel and hold. But um, the kind of the editing that goes on to produce something that's worthy of cutting onto vinyl, you know, it's... Well, it spills business. over into artistic design because there's cover, you know, there's mm, gatefolds, mm, there's now more than just a digital yeah. piece of music. There is now artistic work that needs to be, presentation, the whole thing, it spills out as well. Uh, Mark, what have you found? A- anything interesting today? I, I, I just want to reflect back on what Paul was saying oh, there, cool. because you know, that, that is absolutely fantastic, because, you know, when you make things and do things digitally, there's a there's a, a part of that which could be seen to be that actually you're producing something which is pretty uh, short, you've got a short shelf life, um, it's sort of relatively throwaway, all the rest of it. But the care and attention you'd have to actually go through in the process, and it's the process that's important, isn't it, with the learning and the rest of it. Um, but making the record gives it real authenticity, and then with that brings agency for the students. And when they see, if they see that one group of students has done that, well, other students are going to want to do it as well. And so, you know, success breeds success. And how proud, I mean, I work with schools uh, where we get them doing things like writing books and then publishing books and things. It's the same thing, isn't it? But with, with, with physical vinyl, I mean, it's just amazing. I'm so, I, mean, I didn't know about that at all, but I'm blown away I'll, by that. I'll send you a link. It's, it's, it's really interesting what the, what the kids have done. But, but interestingly, they, they are as inter- we put it on Spotify as well. So we have the digi- they stream it on of digital course. platforms as well as cutting it into these grooves. And uh, oh, it's amazing. I mean, I, I kind of feel as though I'm going back in Not time. At all. Not but, at all. Uh, but I, I went into Tesco the other day. I was one over in the UK a few weeks ago. And they're selling albums, yes. aren't they? It's not back at all. This is a cassette. We've now got our first release, Robbie Williams' latest album, on cassette. You're kidding me. No, not at all. <laughs> Absolutely, here in the UK. Well, HMV, I'd have, I'd have signed the death certificate for HMU five years ago. They're still going, and it's vinyl that's put them back. It's not cheap, though. No, no it's, it's not no, cheap. It's not. <laughs> well, know. the unit cost is so expensive, isn't it? Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, I'm, my hometown is St. Helens, so I was up in St. Helens a few weeks ago. There's a record shop there. You can pick it up. I, I must confess, I picked up five albums of Shirley Bassey for 99p each. Wow. Oh, She'll be horrified. Uh, you know, you Dame look, Shirley Bassey. Look, She'll look be at horrified. Dame Shirley Bassey. You look, you look at the um, you look at the condition of a record. They've hardly ever been played, of course. And uh, it's a gift. It's amazing as well. And, and do you? I'd, I'd love to find out more about this. I'd love listeners to find out more. Are there links on your school website? Can you share that there with are, me now? There are, yes. Um, that would be useful. I'll make sure I send it to you. And uh, But if you go onto the British School of the Netherlands website, the link through to the digital archive and, uh, and, the, and the music making is there. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, if anybody wants any uh, any help in how we've, we've put this together over two years, it's all run by the students, by the way. Love it, um, love it. None of the teachers are significantly involved. Uh, I'd be more than happy to help out. I'm really impressed. You're the first guest I have ever spoken to, and the first school I have any knowledge of that's doing anything this creative. Splendid work. Absolutely splendid. That's the stuff of growth. Thank you. As Sir Ken would say, the stuff of growth, which is really, really good. Thank you so much for joining us. What an enlightening conversation. Have a really good day. Nice to meet you, and thank you so much indeed. Mark, really good. Thank you. uh, you're very good, very, my little scout. Go out, bring some more. <laughs> Fabulous. I want this standard is the standard to set. Paul Topping, thanks for joining us. You're very welcome. You're listening to Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster for Bet 2020. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Powered by the Anderton Tiger Broadcasting Network.
It's just gone 29 minutes to five year with me, Russell Prue. This is the official Bet Radio channel of this event. It is Net Support Radio. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining. So much more to come. And the challenge there for Mark uh, in that Paul Topping interview was to go and find me more interesting folk. Well, he's done that. He's like a ferret. He's been out there, grabbed someone, dragged them back. And I have a most interesting gentleman in the studio with me. He's just come off one of the central stages here at the show. So by definition, he's important. Uh, His name is Evo Hannon. It's the first Evo I've ever met. Global education influencer. I do love that word. Founder. Congratulations. You're on the stage. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Russell. How are you? Excellent. Thank you so much indeed. What brings you to bet this year? So I was invited uh, by the team from the Middle Eastern Africa team. Um, I was part of um, their rollout in November. Uh, They must have liked what I said because they brought me here to London to meet beautiful people like you. You're so kind, but more of that would be even better. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you when, which is really good. Uh, now, you're, uh, where you teach and where you work uh, in Dubai, you spend a lot of time in there. Let me know what's happening there at the moment. Okay, so I've been in Dubai for uh, 13 years. Obviously, I'm from the northwest of England. Um, I currently teach in uh, Dwight School, Dubai, which is Excellent. Uh, a fairly premium school. It is in indeed. And um, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's all about personalised learning. And that's kind of really what I'm here for, to promote personalised learning and student agency. Okay, and how do we go about that? And I guess the efficacy also kind of drips into there as well. How do we do that? So basically, I created a, a project idea in November, which I launched on Twitter called The Agency. It's a little bit James Bondy. Because I like I'm that. A, we have music to go with it. It's not a problem. Yeah, I, yeah I'm a massive James Bond fan. Cool, okay. And, and the idea is that we change the mindsets of teachers not students because a lot of teachers and I think educators in general go about the idea where we need to change the way that students do things well really we need to kind of change the way we deliver things and and, and the agency has a, a core which is the agent so it's the idea that teachers become agents of change so it's an acronym uh, A stands for being active uh, G stands for understanding generation Z uh, e stands for every child, N stands for bringing in new ideas, and the T, which is probably the cornerstone, stands for trust. And if we become part of these types of this type of acronym, I think it'll help teachers develop more positive relationships and get a lot more out of students. You've thought about this. I like that. I just, I do, I'm just winging it. I'm I just, it's not at all. It doesn't show. It doesn't show at all. And, and, and who would mind, who would mind if you were? Um, is that uh, transferable? Can you do that here as well as in Dubai? Can you do it anywhere? Is it also not about the mindset of the educators and are things different? It's something that any anyone involved in education, primary, secondary. Uh, further education, university, um, I was saying to the audience that I was joined with in my session that I was very fortunate to be asked to do a workshop with Boston Consultancy Group on this very same thing. So even at the corporate level, it's very, very relevant because it's all about how, as a facilitator, we understand our audience and get the very best out of them. Wow, like that. How is your talk received here? Did they throw veg? They threw, yeah, they, 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 they threw some eggs. Hey. Broke some eggs. Broke some eggs. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Did it go down well? Is it what people, how are you being received? Uh, very positively. Um, yesterday I spoke about why companies, edtech companies, should uh, have concentrate on the Middle East as, a, as, a, as a, an area of investment. And then today I'm talking about my passion project. It's been 
very well received, lots of people, lots of new people who started following me. I'm, f I'm joined here right next to me by one of my friends, Joe, who I haven't seen in a long time, actually. He's been waiting to go on for a good hour, but yeah. young folks like you come on <laughs> and keep nipping in ahead of him. The poor, cheeky, the poor sausage has been waiting for a while. <laughs> he, he is on next and we'll be catching up with him. It's good. It's a, it's, I'm reminded about times like this, just how small the world is. is uh, and uh, despite the fact that Dubai is only just a few inches on my map away from Europe, it's actually much closer than you think. It's it a small world now. It's really. a great, it, you know what? It is a great world we live in and we can connect with people. I, I managed to connect with Mark, even though I wasn't an educator in the UK. Joe's the same, Abdul over there. And so you get this opportunity to connect with people wherever you are in the world. So brilliant, it's, and it's that's brilliant. good. And Bed is so good at that. I think that is really good. If folks like what you're saying and want to connect with you, where can we find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Instagram. I've just started a new Instagram account. Oh, very nice. That would be and, really good. Come uh, on, share some data with us. And, <laughs> and my website, which is uh, evohanan.com slash the agency. The agency. And what are you on Twitter? How do we find you there? Just evo underscore hanan. There can't be many of those around, really. You should be should have got. It wouldn't yeah, be worth no. you trademarking that, really. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could get away with that, really, without even bothering. <laughs> You're the, my first Evo, and by far the most entertaining so far. Thank, <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Thank Thanks you, for sir. coming to bed. Thanks for presenting, and I'm glad you had a really good, um, uh, good presentation today. Thanks for joining us here on Net Support Radio. Thank you very much. Brilliant chatting live there. Very interesting, entrepreneurial, exciting gentleman, and we like folks like that. Don't go anywhere. Joe Moretti is here. Don't dead will you for goodness sake stand exactly where you are we desperately need you don't go anywhere One, two, three, go. net support radio nothing else comes close there are gal you guys rock play my kind of music yeah you are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge you're listening to russell Prue, broadcasting on the anderson tiger radio network i don't understand what's going on here in the mix. Net Support Radio, live at Bet. In the mix. Oh, the chaos, the chaos, ladies and gentlemen. Absolute chaos here. It's at least the presentations have finished. The internet is still bumpy, but we're doing our very best. Uh, I just have a text message here. This is from Ed, uh, Ednology. Hello, welcome to you. Hey, Russell, good to bump into you. Yes, indeed. A shout out would be awesome. Here's your shout out, mate. But you've forgotten to remind me of your name. Do you know the guy's name? Was it Ed Ednology? He's been around for a while. It was, he's done so good. Anyway, he's on stand NH12 and uh, for the world's best Ed tech products, all under one roof. Thanks so much. Well, absolutely right. Uh, thank you so much for your text um pop your name in there again my memory's just going i can't remember your name um joe thanks so much indeed for joining us how are you um, you've been a long time coming hasn't it russell i just can't believe it um, i'm we, the end of tuesday that's how i am well we had arranged 315 and then we yeah. arranged 345 and then we went for four o'clock and then the ambassador turned up 415 and then evo turned up ev voila but if actually you know him yes um he's actually um, tried our product. He's tried Sleuthit Games, uh, Adventure Games for Literacy, and I, I, I worked with him in um, the UAE. I, w I was presenting at the guest conference Indeed. two years ago. Yes. So uh, it's a small world. Indeed. Weren't we both there two years ago? Because that was absolutely fantastic. Right. Let me know all about the Sleuth IT. Really good. We've been running your uh, awareness promo on our mm. station right. uh, for just a little while because we do enjoy your work as well. How is it going over there with you and Fiona? Uh, it's it's manic it's busy what's great is that um, 
people are stopping because we've obviously designed a very different stand. So if, yeah. you, if you're wondering what I'm talking about, because we're on, on the air, you need to come by and have a look. But we're focused on literacy and engaging and exciting students through adventure games, basically. Uh, it's, it's an iPad and Android app, but it comes with all the resources and teaching materials you need for a whole term. That's it in a nutshell. It's gamification. It's the stuff that our dear friend Tim Rylands was doing. Um, I worked with Tim on this idea uh, quite a few years back and decided, you know, it was such a great idea and what he did, uh, I would develop it. That's really impressive. Has it been received here? Very, very well. We're, we've got schools asking to be pilots. Uh, we're actually working at the moment in six countries and about potentially to grow to 12 countries. So very exciting. Just give me a flavour, an example, perhaps, something I'll just get my teeth into mm. to just, you know, visualise mm. uh, how the product works. So we have a single app. Uh, we have 11 games from 6 to 16. So that will go from the exciting game Who Ate the Cake all the way through to the Mystery of Shakespeare's Globe, 6 to 16 years of age. Um, all of our games, if you download our free app, have got free content in them. So that content sets the scene. So in the uh, case of The Mummy's Curse, you're there at Luxor. We find out there's been an accident following the opening of a mummy's tomb. Wow. You'll find a newspaper from the 1930s, because you're in the 1930s, setting the scene of what's going on. You'll find a scrap of paper, but you won't know what it means. You'll find an interview with one of the people from the dig. You'll find a dossier of all the characters involved. And then, when you switch on one of the six eye beacons that comes with each game, it triggers the next location to appear, which is Lord Carlton's tent. And you explore that, uh, that location within the app, and there on his bed, sick, is Lord Carlton, but we don't know what's wrong. And there's a whole load of uh, interactive widgets, there are lockers to be opened, briefcases to be, to be, sh- to be rifled through. Um, there are 360 panoramics of almost every location. So you've got to find stuff. It's critical thinking meets discussion work, collaborative, you name it. Forensic investigation, I was immediately thinking about all this kind of problem solving. So that really is smart. Is this a group activity? Can I do this amongst four, five, six people? We, we've got teachers. I mean, we've got um, the wonderful Andrew Lynch in... Uh, Belleville School in Wandsworth, he's doing them a day activities, saturating activities from nine till three. Nice. And he says, right to the end of the day, they're still wanting to play. Wow. Or you can play it over five weeks, or you can play it over 10 weeks. You can play it a student on their own. Yes. But my ideal is students working in two and threes, working together to solve the problems. I like that. There's not enough collaboration no, in this exactly. space. exactly. You want them it? discussing, uh, evaluating. Absolutely. All, yeah. all of those things are very, very important to their success. I'm absolutely amazed. Where can we connect with you? Where do we go to? Where can we find out more about this? It's very simple. So sleuthit, or sleuthit, exactly as it sounds, .com. There are free lessons on there, uh, the links to the app. You can contact me. We'd just like to hear from you if you're excited about this idea, and we can just talk about it. If Love you're it. at the show, by the way, NK59 is the sleuthit. Uh, stand, but just come over and talk. There's some lovely photographs on uh, Facebook if you've not uh, connected with Joe on there. It's just uh, just stunning. It's just lovely. The whole thing is... Thank just... you so much. We, we, we did spend a lot of time in, and hopefully making a stand that people want to say, uh, oh, it's not a robot. No. <laughs> uh, it looks just, a bit different. It's just the sort of thing that Tim would have done with Mist, would have dressed up. Yeah. Just the whole thing. Perfect. You've 
carried that legacy on quite appropriately. Uh, congratulations, very successful product. Nice and I'm just say, a pleasure. So. I'm very excited by it. It really does. We're both in the business of creativity. This is about uh, empowering young folks. This is not a teacher-led activity. This is about creating young folks for them to lead their own learning. There People is a inquiry. teacher guide, actually. I'm delighted And if they to want that. to do that. Yes. But as you just said, it's student-centred learning. It's uh, Any educator worth their salt will know students who respond best to that and just you know, orchestrate the learning opportunity uh, for the right kids. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, and there were ones that will require more leadership and more didactic uh, traditional delivery. Joe, great to chat with you. Thanks Thank so you. much for joining us. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Online, across the world, this is Net Support Radio, broadcasting live at BET 2020. With Russell Prue. Absolutely stunning conversation there as well. Still loads more uh, to share with you listeners, so much more indeed. I want to uh, play you this. Now, we had to record this this morning because the live slot was at 11.30, and it, of course, is not 11.30. It's a quarter to five right now. Uh, this is uh, three gentlemen here. This is Will, Chris, and John here in the studio. Some photographs on Twitter, two of them in wheelchairs, and JD is hosting the show back at Phonic FM. Phonic FM is an FM radio station based in Exeter in Devon and they have a very interesting remit this is about inclusivity so uh, shows are hosted by a range of different folk and it's just stunning what they do is amazing it's empowering it is in the moment and I absolutely love them to bits they join me each year and it's a lovely catch-up as well that is coming next Calling all network managers, teachers, and safeguarding leads. Discover how NetSupport DNA can help you work smarter and achieve best practice with ease. Here we're going back up to London and say hello, guys. Are you there? Hello, Hello, JD. Sounds like a party. It's most definitely a party. JD, you are live okay. with us on our Net Support Radio. We are the official broadcaster of the 36th Bet show here in London. Thanks so much for well having done. us on your show. Well done. Hang on, hang on a minute. I'm going to give you applause. <laughs> oh, we've got applause. Oh. Well, hold on. We, we can, I can do better than that, honestly. I've got so, here, here's mine. It's, it's so much better than yours, honestly. Okay. Okay. We, oh. We can, now, now, Russell, <laughs> we can have an applause just. off as well. So, listeners, we have live in the studio, I've got Will, I've got Chris, I've got John, and of course, JD is back there. How is it with you at the moment? What's the weather like there, JD? Um, it's a bit sort of wet and damp and what have you, but it's okay, I suppose, it's Devon. It's what you believe Devon will be all about. <laughs> well, sunny the last time I came, actually. It's the seagulls that were the really? problem. <laughs> Really? Oh, God, oh, well, yes. Well, you come at the wrong time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and when was that you came? Oh, uh, any time in the summer. We go down normally in the summer. Summer holidays, so typically oh. in August. Oh, I that, mean, that's, that's, when, that's when it's snowing. Ah. So it shouldn't come down that time. <laughs> Do you go down there to work? No, just for holidays. 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 Holidays, yes. I can't think of any other reason, really, to go to, to Exeter. Why, really? would you, why would you go for anything else? Well, you I live there. You can come, you can come down and visit us. I'd you know love here. to do that, JD. There would be yes, nothing, nothing more. Up. Well, something a little stiffer, I think, but that's nice to be offered <laughs> coffee, I have to say. Well, would be I, can provide, I can provide you with some oil. You're very kind. 
it's a long journey for us it's a long we this is our regular slot and for my listeners as well it's great to catch up with you Uh, just tell our listeners a little bit jd about your fabulous and very successful radio station there well i'm not actually on it so you'd be better to talk to the two guys sitting next to you because they do a program i'm just the filling guy you know (laughs) i've been doing it for such a long time and um, i'm sort sort of a professional sort of a professional a filling guy I'm just the backup guy it's great is it he's not in the marketing team is he that's no he's really, not in the marketing he's team. not in the marketing that's no. really all sales no, I, I wouldn't give him a job in sales either no but yes, you he, failed that one he does JD did say he doesn't want any wages no that's the good today. thing about him We'll prove with him from that. Yeah, oh, he's cheap. He's cheap. He's very, very cheap. Oh, well, that's good. That's important. I think value for money is absolutely the key to 2020. Yeah, but he wants weighted neck weight. Oh, oh, well, we'll worry about that next week. <laughs> Chris, you, you, you explain Phonic FM because you've been on the station longer than anyone, okay. any of us. Um, Phonic FM is a community radio station in Exeter. Um, and it reaches Exeter on the FM frequency, but the whole world over the internet. Perfect. And does it have any specific broadcast uh, characteristics? Do you, is your audience, do you address a specific audience there in your community? Um, no, anyone can listen to the show. And anyone can contribute, and no, we don't. It's no, it's extra sound alternative. I like that, and what I've always enjoyed the most about you is it's so inclusive. This is so inclusive radio. It's so empowering. Well, yeah, that's, that is the aim of it. Good. One, one of the aims of it. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant, and you do such an amazing job. It is so good to see you. You've not had long at the show. What, have, what has caught your eye so far, Will? Well, it's massive, isn't it? I mean, it's, it, it's on both sides of the aisle, and it seems to be working. From what we can tell, it's sort of working. I, I noticed you've got Ed Tech as one of your words, and that seems to be right. So my guess is there are universities here and colleges and all sorts of people. Yes. And it's not really breaking down too clearly into what age the students Not at all. Absolutely not at all. But what they have done differently this year, for the first time ever in 36 years, is group the providers together. So all the whiteboard manufacturers are in one space. All of the management software folk are in one space. Everyone that does robots in one space because the visitors said that's what they wanted. Yeah. So, so b- before there was like a special educational needs area. Yep. There was a steam village. Yep. So those have become trails. Correct. So you have to know where you're going and Correct. find your way. And have you had any complaints, feedback on that? The suppliers, on the whole, not happy because, of course, we spend our entire day looking across to our, competi- our competition here. Right. <laughs> so, so, so everyone's kind of... Grumpy, look at them. And I suspect there may be some job losses because people will jump ship and go, ooh, oh. mm, they've got nicer uniforms or nicer knickknacks and I'd like, to be on, I'd, like to be, I'd like to be on their team and um, that's really good. Um, so very exciting uh, for that. But the visitors, that's what better focused on. The visitors have said, they've spoken unanimously yesterday, they like it. They like it. 
okay. it's so interesting. That's, that's important, isn't it? It seems much better. Good. Well, that's a good measure as well. We've lost the purple carpet, JD. It's a it's it's a dull grey. It's yeah. really it's a dull grey. We used to have a lovely carpet here, but I think it's across two halls. It's bigger but more evenly distributed, spread out. Bit more room, isn't there? Now you've got a couple of wheelchairs. How accessible is it for you? Um, it's. I think it's the accessible every year. Oh, that's good. Okay, well that's good. that's an important an important aspect for us as well. So, what are you looking forward to seeing? What have you come to see specifically? Um, we came to see the Met Office and we've seen them and John did a good interview. Congratulations. So that gives us an Exeter angle. Okay. If you were coming to Exeter, it's probably to see the Met Office. If you were coming for business, okay. they're, they're, the, they're the largest employer and, and in, in Exeter. Well, I'm, so, ta so I'm taking their weather feed live onto my studio screen here. So, oh, um, right. But I'm actually, I've only got the weather here in London. I'm, there's too much data here, but it's 8 degrees Celsius here with light to moderate winds. Oh, um, highs is, of 11 is JD, degrees. Is JD still with us? I think he is. Yes, of course I am. Where do you think I am? JD. Gone for coffee? It's really good. He's gone for coffee. It's either input or output. That's lovely. Really nice. I'm rebuilding Exeter. Well, we'd all like to do a bit of that, but that's really good. So, no, the Met Office are down there. I didn't know that. That's very interesting. They're in the education show. Wow. So, I think we have actually understood why they're there. So, you've come all the way from Exeter to see a company that's from Exeter. Well, we thought it was the best place to start. Well, it's interesting. I did not like to see I your expense apologize. report. I do apologise for that. I do apologise for that. <laughs> I, will, I will come and get them in a minute. No, no, it's too late. It's too late. We've we've sent folk for so, them. My so, goodness. So we also we also do um, with the university does a MOOC on the weather with, with the Met Office. Wow, that's excellent. And we couldn't understand why the Met Office had gone to the the education show. Which is the sort of non-techy bit. Well, they've got resources, I think, and they're wanting to, you know, understanding climate change right now has never been a better or more imperative opportunity, I think, to understand what's going on with the weather. You know, change is happening significantly across the UK and the world, and I think they've got some good resources for that. And, and they're aimed at 7 to 14 year olds. Indeed, that's, they are. That's, that's what we've discovered. Well, they need to be here then. This so, is the world's biggest show for that so, kind of subject. So I, I think we're, we're, we're going to try and find FutureLearn later on. We haven't been able to find them within our show okay. that we told JD okay. about. Cool. But we changed our plans, we go along. Good. We'll find them later. And the MOOC, the MOOC idea, maybe four, about 14 is the level of age, of the where, age where that might start. Oh, that's good, cool. But we'll, we'll check that out later on. That's well, one of the things we want. That's pretty good as well. So it's been a year since we've caught up on air. What has happened in that year for you? What's happened down there at Phonic FM? Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, the studio's got more cables in it. <laughs> is um, that a good thing? <laughs> yeah, I think it is, because more people are bringing in devices. So okay. Chris is bringing in his phone. Okay. John is bringing in a tablet. Yeah, I bring in an iPad. The iPad and snacks. He does travel with snacks, oh, though, yes, doesn't he? Yes, yes. <laughs> and snacks. Well, we're not How officially. Do you know? <laughs> I know. I know you. I know you. You bring in snacks. Um, so, um, the other thing is vinyl, Russell. Okay. But there's lots more vinyl in yeah. in uh, HMV. We've been talking about that today on the show. We've got schools pressing their own vinyl now. So, uh, so they are using vinyl. Oh yes, yes. Because I know that you did have vinyl on the stands. I did a few one years year. ago. Yeah. And then you thought that uh, young people today, if I can use that term, you can. The people in schools, 
um, have no sort of hand-eye coordination. No, and that's still the same problem. And they can't use vinyl. They can learn to use it. My mistake was to assume they could use it. Okay. So they can always learn. You could just teach them to do that. But there's precious little, if you think, Will, in their lives that requires that level of respect. You could be fairly tough with a CD, <laughs> isn't there? There's nothing yes. that needs the reverence, the cosseting, the loving of a vinyl surface. You can't put your mucky I paws... Agree. I actually agree with that. Because Absolutely right, I, J.D. Yes, I, I brought up on that. And I, uh, me and too. That and cassettes and... Oh, I know, and Robbie Williams' machines. latest album, Christmas album, on cassette this year. Wow. You know, there's <laughs> stuff's out yeah. there. Retro is in. Okay, yeah. and you're finding that schools will accept this? Oh yes, because it's a lovely way, Will, of teaching young folks to be respectful of something that will be damaged if they put greasy hands all over it or scratch the needle across the record. It will permanently damage the record. They may need more than one copy of the song and the track and the album, um, and that's going to be expensive, but it's a great learning opportunity. If you just think about it, there's not much in their lives they have to be careful with. They might have a pet at home. That would be a good way of being careful with stuff. But think about it. It can be quite tough with your MP3 player. That You can drop them, sling them around. They're pretty, pretty tough and robust. Think about it. There's very little that needs to be put in a cover gently. You know, dust sleeves and and uh, the school that I've just spoken to, which will be on today's show as well, with you uh, at three o'clock. Um, he's pressing vinyl, so the kids are producing music themselves, not just publishing it digitally on Spotify. Other streaming services are, of course, available. Um, they're not just doing that, but they're pressing vinyl in the school. But then you've got a, the cover design sure. for the album. There is now artistry. There right. is more than just producing musical works absolutely stunning it's a really exciting time jd um uh, you, you you sound very enthusiastic about it i, I am great. i am i am as, as a as, as a listener which i'm not there i'm getting the, the full vibe good i'm really pleased that because i'm paid a lot of money for that so that's really kind of you um <laughs> but it's, well, can, it's can i have some of your money because no, that's not going to happen but that's fine that's fine yeah, well you can go on to our christmas card list at the very least jd that'll not be a problem you could oh, expect expect a christmas card that's really good no this is an education show um this is all about education the event is all about learning and teaching and it's about how we can find new innovative ways to spark that interest of young people's minds which is really good well we've eaten quite a lot of your show jd i read you've probably got a, a, a top of the hour news bulletin but it's been great hooking up with i love this it's the most technically exciting thing we do here at the show Thank you, Russell. Oh, really good. Thank you so much. A big thank you to Will, Chris and John and, of, and of course, J.D. back there at the Phonic FM studios there in Exeter. J.D., yeah. thanks for having us on your show today. And thank you very much for being on our show. Big hello to all your listeners. Thank you so much for hooking up with us live. We are at London XL in Docklands here at the world's biggest learning and teaching technology show. Thanks a lot for having us. Russell, it's not just J.D.'s show, it's... Yes, all right. Oh, for goodness sake, I can see a rights management whatever problem. You do, whatever, whatever you do, just don't send those two boys back again, please. <laughs> they aren't paying me and uh, that's it, that's life. I'm, I'm, I'm off for a cup of coffee now. I'm sure you're having a lovely time generating your own yeah. listening audience there. Good oh, yeah. luck. And he, he wants to be back in the chair there. He feels that, you know, he's, he's missing out there. So I'm yeah. keeping it warm for him. He's keeping it warm oh, for you. Thank you. A big hello thank to all your listeners and thanks again for having us on your show. Cheerio, take care now. Thank you. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was just amazing there. We're hooking up live with Phonic FM there in Exeter. How exciting is that? The power of technology. 
Gentlemen, thanks so much for enjoying uh, and coming into the studio. Really enjoyed that. Next year? I, th I hope so. Be yeah. really good to see you. All right? Yeah. Thanks a lot for, for, for coming and having Thank me on your radio you. channel. Good Great. to see you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, Russell, that's, that's Five, four, three, two, one. Back by popular demand. Here we go! I don't understand what's going on here. It's just fantastic! Yeah! No doubt about it. It is the best station. They have a variety of music. It's a wide variety. I love this station. On the Anderton Tiger Radio Network with Russell Prue. Trust us for all your news from the show floor. So hilarious. Yeah. It's very entertaining. They're entertaining. <laughs> I just like everything about it. In the mix. Net Support Radio. Nothing else comes close. You are listening to Net Support Radio, the home of the award-winning Net Support DNA Suite. Keep this frequency clear. They usually have it on as much as I can. They're making radio fun again. Oh, yeah. Oh, they were so good. It is exactly five o'clock and time now for a full news bulletin. Online, across the world, this is Net Support Radio, broadcasting live at BET 2020. Time now to join our newsroom for a full roundup of today's news. Story News in London, I'm Holly Hudson. The Chinese city at the centre of the coronavirus outbreak that has so far killed 17 people has gone into lockdown to prevent further spread. Planes, trains and public transport have been suspended in Wuhan. Donald Trump says the US has a plan to contain the virus. The UK is monitoring flights, while India is one of the countries that has begun screening passengers to prevent entry of the virus into the country. Ishan Garg has more from New Delhi. The Indian Health Ministry has screened more than 9,000 passengers of 43 flights for the coronavirus at seven airports. They say while no cases of the coronavirus have been detected in India, authorities are on high alert. Passengers travelling from China are being requested to report to the nearest public health facility if they feel any symptoms. New Delhi is also seeking input from the World Health Organization to better prepare the country's hospitals and medical staff. The WHO is considering declaring the outbreak a public health emergency of international concern. An air tanker has crashed while fighting bushfires near the Australian capital of Canberra. All three people on board were killed. Arthur Stevens has more. The aircraft was conducting aerial firefighting duties over the snowy Monero region of New South Wales when authorities lost contact. The crash came as temperatures soared across the fireground after almost a week of respite. The C-130, chartered by the Rural Fire Service from American aerial firefighting company Coulson Aviation, was engaged in routine water bombing activities at the time of the incident. The Premier of New South Wales, Gladys Berejiklian, has expressed condolences to the families of those killed in the crash. U.S. President Donald Trump's impeachment trial has begun. Democrat prosecutors have 24 hours over three days to put forward their case for the removal of Donald Trump from office. In Washington, here's Kevin McAleese. The opening hours of arguments for Trump's dismissal were dominated by the lead impeachment manager Adam Schiff. The senator said the allotted time for the prosecution would be used to present to the American people the extensive evidence collected against the president. President Trump solicited foreign interference in our democratic elections, abusing the power of his office to seek help from abroad to improve his re-election prospects at home. And when he was caught, he used the powers of that office to obstruct the investigation into his own misconduct. After Democrats have made their case, the Senate will hear a potential three-day response from Trump's defense team. 
Once opening statements have finished, the issue of whether witnesses will be called could be the subject of a vote, although the White House has suggested it could use executive privilege to block any testimony. And Germany has banned the neo-Nazi group Combat 18 and carried out a series of raids against the organisation throughout the country. The move comes amidst growing concern about far-right violence in Germany. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks, remembering today the inestimable talents of Terry Jones, one of the stars of Monty Python's Flying Circus. He died on Tuesday at the age of 77. He'll be best remembered for his roles on the groundbreaking Monty Python programmes, including Cardinal Biggles of the Spanish Inquisition, Mr Creosote, the man with an almost limitless appetite, and on film for playing the mother of Brian in The Life of Brian, which gave rise to one of the most memorable lines in comedy film history. Now you listen here! He's not the Messiah, he's a very naughty boy! Now that Terry Jones has gone away, here he is in his own words explaining to the British Film Institute that he was inspired by the silent film star Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton made such perfect films, really. I mean, he, he directed them and he wrote them and he was just an inspiration to me throughout uh, my life, really. It was just brilliant. I couldn't get over his acting as well. Terry Jones, he's being remembered as much for his works as a director and children's author. As for his storied appearances on television and the silver screen, he'd been suffering from dementia. And without him, the world just got much less funny. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. FSN is an independent source of news for TV, radio and digital networks worldwide. You can find more of our minute-by-minute -minute updates on Twitter. Follow us there at Feature Story. And we have a wealth of audio and video stories from our global news bureaus on Facebook. You can find us there by following Feature Story News. Stay tuned for further updates right here. But for now, that is the latest Feature Story News. Holly Hudson reporting. Thanks, Holly. Professor Sagata Mitra is next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster for Bet 2020. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Powered by the Anderton Tiger Broadcasting Network. Good afternoon to you. It's six minutes past five and live on the telephone is Professor Sugata Mitra. Sugata, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Uh, thank you. Lovely to be back in London after a while. A pleasure, pleasure. It feels like you've never left us. Um, you are speaking tomorrow here at BET. What can we expect to hear from you? Well, I was going to talk about the future of learning and uh, I think it will be in three parts. Um, the first bit is about what my work shows. Uh, the second bit is about um, what could we do next? Therefore, what changes uh, are required? And the third part, which I'm a little bit nervous about, is about a, is about a fundamental change in uh, how we deal with the future as far as schools are concerned. 
I don't think you need to be nervous about that at all. I think you are very well placed. There's plenty of research. There's plenty of student learning understanding uh, under your belt. So I would uh, I would do what I can to encourage you to put it out there, Sigata, uh, and uh, and just get on there. If folks are just joining us for the first time, can you just explain a little bit about your, your soul, your self-organised learning environments? Because for me, that was the most profound moment in my career, hearing you talk about that and your discoveries about it. It'd be really nice just to refresh everyone's memory on that if you can. Well, uh, a self-organized learning environment or a soul, S-O-N-E, is actually a very simple idea. It's uh, it's about children clustering around the internet. Um, you know, when children deal with the internet, unfortunately today, uh, they use little devices. And quite rightly, we are all very concerned about what the Internet might be doing to them. Um, what my work shows is that if heterogeneous groups of children, boys and girls, cluster around the Internet on a large screen in a safe and public space, then they can detect rubbish coming out of the Internet, they can correct each other, and they can quickly get to the answers to some very fundamental questions to them by their teachers. Um, essentially, a soul is about collaborative learning around the internet. Uh, I call it self-organized because that collaboration is not driven by a teacher or an institution. It's driven by the children themselves. Absolutely right. I, I... Uh, perfect couldn't uh, um, apply that you've also done some great work with the the granny cloud and i love your term it's endearing and just so appropriate and that's about using educational expertise to reinforce bolster and support uh, people uh, could you again just enlighten me on that that would be really good to hear your well i mean it started off uh, as just an idea in uh, 2008 or so uh, the idea is very simple. The idea is that if there's a child and the child is actually trying to do something or, or trying to do something fairly impressive, say, for example, uh, the child is, uh, uh, you know, playing with the settings on a smartphone. Now, we could uh, be alarmed on the one side and say, well, don't do that, you know, don't touch that phone. Do you know how much it costs, etc.? On the other hand, we could use what I would describe as the method of the grandmother, which says, uh, you know, my goodness, uh, do you know how to change the screen background? And the child says, of course, that's very simple. She changes the background. And then she says, well, that's not all. Let me show you some of the other things that you can do with your phone. So the, the granny, the archetypal granny, I mean, it could be a man, a woman, a young man, young woman, anybody, drives the learning process using admiration as their main tool as opposed to discipline. It's also not unidirectional. The granny does not send material to the child to receive. It's just the opposite. The granny asks and the child finds the answers. And in order to show off, he then says, look at all the other things I can do. So I've used this method now for, for many years. Uh, a loosely formed uh, a group of volunteers, many in London, who call themselves the Granny Cloud. Uh, we can beam them, beam them over the internet using video conferencing, Skype, whatever, to places where children don't have access, not to answers, but to big 
question. So the granny gets in there and says, I wonder, and then she puts out this question, I wonder why polar bears have white fur, you know. Uh, you would imagine they'd have black fur because they're in these cold places and the sunlight would be absorbed by the black color and they would be warmer, but instead they're all white. And then she says, well, I'll, I'll be back later. Uh, uh, you guys, you know, you're really, you're really smart with the internet. Maybe you can figure this out. Brilliant. We do this with, yeah. you know, we do this over and over again with, with many children, many kinds of sessions, and each one produces a piece of learning quite by itself. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It's so simple, and I, I wonder where we lost our way uh, because that kind of st student-led inquiry used to be uh, common parlance. That's how we used to do it, uh, and we used to have that kind of archetypal, um, as you've rightly identified, expertise in the classroom. And, and things have changed, and we've moved away from that. And I wonder what uh, what has happened to make that where we are now. Well, uh, that that is going to be, I hope, the 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 third part of my lecture where, where I, I say that we seem to have taken an assumption from the past, actually, from uh, quite a bit in the past, an assumption that what you need to know is about the past. And using data from the past, you would take action uh, in the now. Um, maybe flavored just a little bit with anticipation of the future. So, so you if you were to say, you know, what will happen if I if I tip this glass of water over, um, your past tells you that the water will spill, the glass will break, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, um, if you are not on the moon. So now the the thing is that uh, if you are not on the moon was a joke several years ago, it's no longer a joke. So if you're preparing a child for the future, then you do need to pay attention not only to the past but to the future. The child needs to be able to look and imagine a future. So that change is very fundamental to education. And I, I wish I knew exactly what to do. I wish I had a prescription. I don't. But I can see the problem. I think that's really good. That's a beautiful analogy as well. Um, we last caught up a few years ago, and thank you so much indeed uh, for your contributions. I enjoy uh, reading almost everything that uh, uh, you put out on there. What have you been doing in the last five years? Because we, we, I haven't been enjoying you on a on a, a speaking circuit. Have you been engaged in some more research? Have you been writing a new book or something? Have you been doing some interesting stuff? Yes, I have actually been working on a couple of things. Uh, the, the, the the, the most time-consuming of the lot was a book. It's called The School in the Cloud, uh, The Emergent Future of Learning, and it's published by Corwin Publishers of Los Angeles, who are an arm of SAGE of uh, UK. It just came out, and, uh, you know, it takes a while to write a book. I would not recommend writing another one to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, that took a lot of time. Then... Uh, then I started on a somewhat ambitious idea, which was to see how these self-organizing systems of children and the Internet, uh, how they work. You know, my work before, last 20 years' work, shows what it does. It doesn't exactly show how it does it. And to study that how, uh, I believe the answer is not entirely inside social science. The answer is a mix of natural science, of the physical sciences, of 
what uh, what networks do and how they behave. And in particular, I, I am attracted by uh, the term spontaneous order. Um, so late in life, I decided that I would try and uh, see how spontaneous order works. And uh, so far, uh, I have made... Uh, well, actually, there's no progress whatsoever, but it has been fun. Well, that's uh, a lot can be learned in that, I have to say. We don't have to have uh, a sudden uh, book or something uh, under our belt uh, on that particular front, but I, I think that's really good. I, I'm, I'm very impressed um, about your thinking, and congratulations on the book, which is really good. Um, I just also need to tell listeners, you are on tomorrow, so if you are coming to bet, uh, folks, uh, tomorrow you will be able to catch uh, The Good Professor on stage live. I'm just catching him early because I know what his diary is going to be like tomorrow. He's going to be rushed from pillar to post there'll be interviews to be done and I won't get uh, this quality time with him so that's why we're, we're taking the time to uh, to speak with him now what have you got planned for the future Sugata what are you working on next where where after tomorrow will you be going what is uh, what is on your agenda at the moment well uh, th- th- there are a, a couple of uh, things that I'm uh, uh, I'm doing right now uh, when I finish uh, tomorrow, then uh, I, I will return shortly after that uh, to India from where I came. I, I now spend about six months a year in India and six months in England in Gateshead. Uh, uh, in India, uh, I am planning to set up a laboratory, uh, a laboratory that's called uh, What's Next. It doesn't specifically deal with any actual subject. It simply deals with uh, the big questions of our time and tries to look for answers inside any of the subjects uh, that we have. So, you know, I mean, it could be a question from education answered by a geologist or, or, or it could be anything. It can be the kind of lab where people from anywhere in the world can come and try out anything that they want, um, provided, of course, uh, they don't spend too much money. It's going to be in a lovely place. It's in Rajasthan in India, um, uh, just where the desert begins. And uh, there's a little university there where I'm planning to set this lab up. Uh, This is the first time, Russell, that I have actually spoken about this. So, um, uh, you know, uh, I I haven't actually uh, said this to anyone else before. Uh, that I think will keep me busy for the next couple of years. I think it will. I think it's lovely you're spitting your time between two places. Uh, you know, India is such a, a passionate place for you. Um, I can't speak for Gateshead, but uh, a lot of your research was conducted there as well. I have to say, so it's great that we get some uh, some action of you. This is uh, groundbreaking stuff, and thank goodness we have someone like you doing it uh, and prepared to invest and put their time in it. I I can't be in your audience tomorrow. I wish I could. Um, I just love listening to you. Uh, You have such an engaging way about you. And I hope you bring more people on your journey with you tomorrow. So may I wish you the very best of luck. uh, And thank you so much indeed. Uh, And thanks for letting us know what you're doing next. I won't tell a soul. Your secret is safe with with me. I so enjoy uh, listening to you. And thank you so much indeed. May you be able to continue your splendid research and your splendid work. The the world is a better place uh, for having you in it. And thank you so much indeed. The very best of luck tomorrow. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. 
thank you rasul thank you for having me and, and and thank you for your interest in in my work i really appreciate it no you're very welcome i i use a lot of the concepts in my radio workshops with children i've combined it interestingly with the granny cloud so i adopt that methodology uh, i act dumb and i try and get them to lead and open up in ways so that they you know we have some pupil led inquiry there's not a lot of that around the world really uh, and i i love what you've done and it's been a transformational for me so thank you so much indeed chatting live there with a the brilliant professor sugata mitra who is here at bet tomorrow best of luck to you professor have a great day tomorrow and thanks for joining us thank you thank you absolutely brilliant i just love talking to that gentleman he is so so brilliant uh, professor sugata mitra there live on the radio it is 20 uh, minutes past five uh, time for some more interviews there's still so much that we have packed so much in today's show i can't believe that uh, internet seems to have been okay we seem to be okay now uh, levels are stable if you are not enjoying the show of course you won't hear me say uh, you're not enjoying the show so it's kind of almost irrelevant uh, as far as that's concerned uh, but i have uh, no reason to believe that you are having any problems we are still here live we're at it don't worry you can listen again a bit later on if you want to get in contact we'd love to hear from you this is how you do it contact this show right now just send a text message to 07624 802272 or email us using studio at anderton tag the show on twitter just use the hashtag net support radio tweet the show for a mention just use at russell Prove in your tweet. Feel, feel the power. Listeners, so pleased to have some fantastic folks. You are so going to enjoy this. Wrap your ears around this. I have Deb Lyons. She is seriously big cheese at Bolton Local Authority and a blast and a half. I've also got her minder with us as well. And this is a gentleman. Just introduce it. Pete Lee. He is from Learning by Questions. Uh, Lee and Deb, thank you so much for joining us Cheers. on the official radio. Have I worked well this year or what? Bolton uh, holds a special uh, place in my heart. There's some really interesting work with some uh, creatives there, uh, multimedia machines company there, right in the middle. They've got that lovely old brewery right in the middle of the one-way system there. Stunning. So I've, I've spent a lot of time there as well. I've got a couple of customers there. Thank you so much, so much. Now, you are responsible for rolling out a whole authority program. I thought that stuff went out of fashion 10 years ago, so you have my admiration and a bravery award needs to go to you um, <laughs> using the uh, Learning by Questions. Great piece of software. We heard from Tony Can last year um, as our VIP guest, so we kind of know a bit about it. That's a brave move. What were you thinking of? Well, my role, I work for Bolton Schools ICT. Um, you're right, we are one of the few authorities that are actually still around that support primary schools, predominantly primary schools, for computing and anything e-learning. Uh, we've done various things in, the, in, in previous years to support, you know, sort of safe searching and English and reading. And this year, the last year, should I say, we actually looked at, at maths. And one of our schools, uh, Macefield School, was actually trialling this. And he just on, Andy Dunn said to us, Debs, have you seen this? And I was like, oh, that looked pretty good. And it's quite easy to use. And it's quite this. It's it just was. It just did what the teachers wanted it to do. And our role in the team is to look at resources, 
Are they going to, do they do what they say on the tin? Are they going to benefit the teachers? Is it easy for anybody to pick up and use? And will it engo- engage the children? It ticked all the boxes. Yes to all of that, as far as I know. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And we all know that the Socratic questioning process is one of the most informative, engaging ways to get learning objectives across. And half the time, children don't even realise they're actually learning. And if you can do that, and children are wanting to it and cheering in the classroom, which is what I've seen. We're doing learning by questions today, children. Yeah, and they're giving it that. That's It's a win. You're brave. Who did you need to convince to make this possible? We had a, a, pilot, a pilot bunch of schools. Um, we used lots of the children to tell the head teachers, this is what we like, this is why we like it. This is making me more confident in maths. I always thought I was rubbish in maths, but actually using this, the prompt tools help me. I just, it just helps me learn. And I'm using uh, technology. And that's, again, what they want to use. They don't always want to go to the, the, you know, the maths book and the pencils. Yeah, there's still a place for that, but when they're brought up in a technology world, that's what they need. They're keen to, to reach for those kind of mobile devices more, mm. more easily than anything else. Have you been surprised by the, uh, the use by non-specialist teachers? I'd be very interested in any evidence you've got from that. We've got teachers who, are, you know, one of the first things they say is, oh, Debs, I don't really do IT. And I'm like, yeah, but this is not IT. This is, this is your maths lessons. These are your English lessons, your science lessons. IT, 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 it just is easy to use. We've had teachers that have, have um, enthused about the saving in time for workload, the, the quality of, of the resources that are there, the questioning, the, the greater depth of questioning. Um, you know, one of our schools, Washacre, was up for an award last night, uh, an impact award. Historically, they've been the bottom of the league, and they won't mind me telling you that. They will be, you know, they've been in the bottom of the league last year, great year six teacher using a great product they're now 36 in the league in Bolton schools it's good it's it's just massive I'm shame they didn't win last night that's a a sad thing as well the prize as far as I'm concerned went to the wrong people I have to say (laughs) I watched their video in great detail as one would do for an informed point of view and some chap that can't get a single sentence out with it being cut with another sentence wasn't indicating that learning and teaching and I use those words Mm -hmm. in the correct way uh, was being met particularly. I thought this was all about an individual and his product. So my commiserations to you because I don't think the right people. But if you if you knew that school just to see their name up there, that made them oh, really? win. Okay. Well, I I am warmed by that as yeah. well. Uh, I, I think it's also fair to say. I think they were finals anyway. I think okay, that's, that's testament a, that's, to them, isn't it? That's it's a, it's a tough approach. category, I isn't like that. it? That's so good. I think we're all broad-shouldered. Well, that's very kind of you, Lee. That's very <laughs> kind of you to speak on behalf of everyone. Uh, can I? Can I uh, perfect for introduction. So, thank you so much for joining in there. Um, how much support did she need? Did the authority need more, less than you expected? No, pro- uh, I think Deb's quite modest. Um, it, it was quite self-fulfilling I think in terms of the way it got introduced anyway so my, my introduction in as Deb said was via a couple of schools we worked previously on EEF projects so the, the old learner response stuff to go back to, to, to your old days and my old days uh, so we came from that learner response agenda and a project that had run uh, with a couple of schools in Bolton and because we took it to them early uh, and they did some of the validation and, and helped us with the trialling and aligning it for teacher chalk face and so on. That's when I got the introduction to Deb and Deb very quickly got it. Uh, and I think in terms of support, the support's always been there hopefully and, and, and yes there was train the trainer element and of so course, on in that. Of course. 
but but the drive across Bolton ultimately has been because the the training has been delivered by Deb and her team and more interestingly by teachers from Bolton delivering back out to teachers Um, so it's not just about the physical attributes of what the system does and what it's capable of but more about the pedagogy and more about the alignment of how you'd use it as a practitioner rather than as a as a piece of IT kit or a support from that side of things so so the schools are exceptionally well supported uh, in Bolton but they're supported internally by their own rather than us we just sit in the wings and, and, and garnish assistance when it's required I suspect. So as a template for rolling successful projects out into schools I wonder what we can learn from that is the early adoption and getting some key players and senior local authority ICT stuff and there aren't many of them left I have to no, admit absolutely. and that's another big challenge for I mean I doubt whether you could do this elsewhere in the UK that would be very interesting. It, 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 I think it'd be very very difficult to yeah. do it in terms of the way we've done it in boldness yeah. and authority yeah I mean absolutely because so they, early, those individuals aren't there then sure. then it's, it's hard. I, I, I guess to a degree we've learned a lot from this experience cool. so we can we can replicate into a multi-academy trust um, or similar so we can learn those lessons and help deployment uh, that way uh, but yeah I, I mean physically being able to go to a another local authority they're so far and few between in the current climate that it'll be difficult to replicate but we're also seeing a habit of uh, schools self-fulfilling themselves so they may work in a, a regional cluster, um, whether that be faith-based, whether it just be a local network of schools. We can still share down the practice and the experience that we've, we've had early days with, with Deb and the team, uh, and so they can benefit from that as well. And I, I think that helps one and all, really. Good. Deb, can I just come to you again? Can I um, ask, uh, uh, it's almost like a swear word, multi-academy trusts. Um, how much of a threat? Uh, how are you managing that in the, the grand way? do you have advice? We do have multi-academy trusts in uh, in Bolton and because of the service we've always given nine times out of ten they still come back and still buy support from us or they still you know it's it's all about what value they're getting for their money and, and we talk to Matt as to what they actually want it's no use us saying you need this that's not a mat or you know the, the mats have got to understand we've got to understand what the mats actually want and it might not be the way that we normally do it for all our other schools we've got to be adaptable as well uh, and, and we are we just we work with what schools actually want us to do I'm really impressed congratulations thank very you. successful so sorry your school didn't win last night but you know there's always next year and as you say being on the list going to the event seeing Absolutely. the whole thing is part of the razzmatazz yes it's part of that enjoyment and success Congratulations, sounds very exciting. Thank you. I'd like to know more. Uh, can I go somewhere to find out more? Is there a case study? It's a, are there examples? Where can I go, Lee? I suspect from our side, the, the easiest thing is if you go to our website, it's a very short URL of lbq, learningbyquestions.org. Um, all the case studies are there. They'll find the evidence-based stuff there. That includes Bolton and other things. Um, so, so lots of the evidence-based stuff, the white paper stuff that we've been involved in, like IOEE and those kind of elements, are all there. So readily accessed. Good. Are you allowed to trade outside your authority? We go, we go over the hills a little That's what bit. I like, over the hills and far, far away. How can we connect with you? Because you're just the kind of organisation. If I was a school and my authority, and there will be some neighbouring authorities that aren't cutting it, you know, they're not cooking on full gas, I might want you in. Where can I find you? Bolton Schools ICT. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. Lyons, Lee, thank you so much indeed for joining us today. Cheers. Good to have you with us. Thank, thank you. you.
King. Perhaps I should introduce myself. You are listening to Net Support Radio. The home of our award-winning school IT management solutions. I did enjoy uh, talking to them. I think you can probably tell, can't you, really? Uh, really exciting project, very, very well managed. And although some disappointment on the awards, they still enjoyed coming, which is just a delight and absolutely excellent. Uh, it's just uh, coming up to 28 uh, minutes uh, to 6. We are still live until 6. I had no idea we had so much content on here with folks just turning up and wanting a queue a queue is for we need some staunchons tomorrow al al we need staunchons and red rope uh, so we can queue our listen our guests uh, on the show floor which would be really good thank you so much indeed for joining us it's really good it's all about this conversation as um our guests have talked to a gay particularly bob was mentioning that it's that bit that's kind of uh, so important that's what makes uh, today so very special here uh, time for some music now just to kind of ease us into our last 30 minutes minutes of our live radio show again all of our content is up and available you can go and find all of this information uh, on our net support uh, radio website just head for netsupportsoftware.com forward slash radio and you will find all of the shows and all of the interviews published separately on there as well uh, if you want to go immediately after the show and listen to it again i will pop it straight up on my soundcloud uh, it just takes eddie a little bit longer um, he's probably not as practiced at it as I am uh, just to edit and put it on the uh, Visa website uh, which is where he publishes his audio content I use uh, SoundCloud a little easier for me um, doing it a bit longer as well so uh, it's there immediately uh, it's there available immediately soundcloud.com forward slash Russell Prue and you will find this show there as well this is Portugal the man you're listening to Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster for Bet 2020. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Powered by the Anderton Tiger Broadcasting Network. 24 minutes to 6, you're with me, Russell Prue, right the way through until 6. This is Net Support Radio, the official broadcaster of Bet 2020. Good afternoon. Hope you're enjoying the show. We've had some cracking guests. There's a couple more still to go. Don't go anywhere. Martin Bailey, he's up next and we're talking edgy footy and really his impression about oh, bet so far. Rev up your red tech impact with Net Support's award-winning solutions. Listeners, a really good friend of the station is the fabulous Martin Bailey and he is here in person. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Russell. Lovely to be back again on the How Net was Support. Your journey? You're very welcome. How was your journey? Yeah, very good. Uh, Travelled down on the train yesterday morning, got the Flying Scotsman service, Newcastle, London, just about two hours, 20 minutes direct. So, nice journey down yesterday morning. Enjoyed Dear One and Bets yesterday as well. What do we need HS2 for? For goodness (laughs) sake, we can do steam powered Flying Scotsman from there. That was really good. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for uh, uh, for joining us today. Now, uh, there's a big football match on uh, Saturday, and you had something to do with it. The Edu Footy Aid, what is that about? Yeah, so Edgy Footy Aids uh, been going about two years ago now. I'm very uh, touched by how Edgy Footy Aids developed. So it started off a conversation that Lee Parkinson, ICT, Mr P and I had online not even quite two years ago. Now we were watching the, the soccer aid match that takes place at Old Trafford each year that Robbie Williams and so on gets involved in. Uh, and we'd be just basically Twitter conversation, wouldn't it be lovely to do something like this in the in the education world? And it's, it's probably one of those where you say something online and you think, is this really going to happen? You know, it's easy to, to put words onto a social media account, but uh, to put them into action is is something different. And yet, about six months later, October 
2018. We had the first ever EduFoot Aid match, which was uh, held at my school of Lanchester EP in, in County Durham. So that was my Northeast team versus Lee's sort of rest of the UK team. Um, and we raised remember 12 13 thousand pound was wow. was raised for uh from mine from that first match and then this saturday at bet show will be the fifth sort of edgy footy head event sort of over the last 18 months so we've got six different teams representing uh different parts of the uk and also the exhibitor suppliers at bet show um are going to be taking part in a little competition and we've we've got the first uh women's edgy footy head match uh taking place as well so if you're at bet on saturday then uh please nip along and watch and i also have the honor of presenting the trophy at the end of that the, is excellent the no, I, can I can see lee's appeal uh, to him I can only imagine he just wants to run around in some shorts and get more followers and that's really it basically isn't it <laughs> for all the wrong reasons bless him bless him indeed uh, and there's also a draw on the Too Simple software stand uh, in support of mine so uh, listeners if you are visiting the show on Friday today and or Saturday there's this fabulous draw on there and you can get a raffle ticket Dawn is there personally selling the raffle tickets conversation with her would be worth any entrance into a, a draw I have to say so uh, amazing opportunity there all for charity you've really got with it was that book that really turned was, turning point yeah, for you wasn't it so um, how edgy footy aid sort of came about um, there's a book called Striker Boy and Striker Boy was written by a gentleman called Johnny Zucker Johnny was a former primary school teacher himself who became a children's author. Uh, Johnny had about 100 books published and Striker Boy was his probably most famous and also his favourite book. Um, but sadly about three to four years ago after battling depression and mental health problems for around 20 years, Johnny took his own life. And Johnny at the time was working for, for Too Simple and was producing some of the serial mash content that's available on Too Simple. So uh, Nigel Kanan from Too Simple decided he was going to republish Striker Boy on a not-for-profit basis with the, the proceeds going to mind. And I first ho heard Nigel talking about Striker Boy and the campaign they were having about two and a half years ago at an event that I was staging actually in Leicester, which I think you like yourself, Russell, the, the Tech That Conference in Leicester in about October, November 2017. And I'd never really opened up at that point about my own, my own journey, my own story, but um, hearing Nigel that night talking about you know, Johnny's battle and sort of putting the, the Striker Boy book out there, it just empowered me to to stand up and to talk and share my own story because uh, 10 years ago I came quite close to taking my own life and it, other than those people who knew me very well it wasn't something that I particularly openly shared I think a lot of people thought that it was a, a very natural transition from being a full-time teacher and assistant head to to doing what I do now with Animate Educate and yet there was actually quite a dark and deep sort of 18 month period or so in between and over the last 18 months to two years, Strike a Boy, Edge Your Foot Year, as well as it being fantastic, the amount of money that it's raised for, for mine, it's enabled me to, to talk mental health and to put that on the table when I visit school. So uh, when Nigel released the book, I bought 100 copies of Strike a Boy. And in 20, sort of 18, 19, every school that I visited, I left a copy of the book. Wow. And if nothing else, it was a nice book for the school library. But what it enabled book. me it's to do good was to actually talk mental health, to share my story and, you know, break down 
them those taboos that do still sadly exist around mental health. Well, it's health a way in, isn't it? It's a, it's a lever, it's some leverage into the topic of conversation. I, I could tell that you were moved, particularly on that evening. So it's very interesting to hear that. And Nigel does amazing work. I mean, he's a great catalyst for all manner of things. I mean, he's a, a worldly gentleman. He is one of the nicest people I've, I've met in the 20 years in education and does so much not just for, for ed tech, but for, for education as a whole. So I'm actually running another event with Nigel on Monday at my school. So I've got a, a big event for Holocaust Memorial Day nice. um, at County Durham. So we've got um, 25 primary schools from the northeast are, are coming to Lanchester around 100 pupils on Monday um, and Nigel recently has serialised the book of a gentleman called Sigmund Siffer um, Ziggy as he gets known is a 25 year old is uh, a 95 year old not 25 he probably wishes he was 25 still, pretty good going uh, was a 95 year old holocaust survivor and Ziggy was one of 10 wow. children but sadly six of his siblings um, you know, were victims of the holocaust uh, and Ziggy's coming to the northeast on Monday to, uh, to share his story with uh, with wow. children from around the northeast. So I do so much work with Nigel and too simple, like I say, not just to do with the amazing ed tech products, but he's he's such a brilliant ambassador for all, for all that's good in education and all that's good in the world. It's amazing work, absolutely amazing, and I'm just so so impressed. Well done. I mean, really, congratulations. All um, and you had a mention last night at the awards, but no award officially but you know lifetime achievement that's not going to be far off has it really well I hope I've got a few more years left yet but no <laughs> I was uh, during the side I was very touched Eve Harper when she gave her yeah. opening address uh, the Bet Awards last night to, to to get a mention and recognition for what um, Edgy Footy has achieved and the barriers it's helped and breaking down I was I was very touched by that last night at the Bet Awards good well I'm really pleased with that and rightly so as well and there's an opportunity for folks here to go along and watch that it's in the other hall at the back of the other hall we're not kind of doing it in the aisles of that would be an amusing that would be it's uh, aside actually but no it's in a separate it's a five-a-side uh, match and we've got a proper pitch there and it's going to be properly refereed who's our referee i believe it's dave smith indeed so it, it is, is. you're so absolutely better. right i knew that it's always good i can oh i can only imagine imagine what that's going to be like i think we're better all will be on our best behavior otherwise it's, uh, it's i think we'd we'll be, be quite happy to be dishing on the red card whistle blowing he's going to need to understand the offside rule and that's going to be a blast as well this is maybe a little bit of information dave is actually a qualified referees kept that one under that is under news rock. for me you know no he's, he's not just running around sort of enjoying wearing the, ah. the blackout he is actually a qualified FA referee that is amazeballs I'm a, a very football-esque that one. Oh my goodness okay well next time I see him I shall uh, I shall ask him about that and I'd like to phone in uh, on Saturday and get some live match coverage on the show that would be really good as well uh, your overall impressions of the show it's different this year the layout is different um, what else is different for you yeah, I'm hearing very positive things, which is uh, is good. I think sort of particularly from the companies who are exhibiting. It's it's maybe been a, a tough year for some, uh, or tough few years for for some. But uh, you know, I spoke to quite a few people last night that were saying it's a, the busiest Wednesday they've ever known um, at Bet. So a couple of companies said to me last night that they got more leads yesterday than what they'd had over the the whole of Bet 2019. So that's uh, very positive. There's some fantastic CPD on offer, uh, not just on the net support stand, but uh, sort of throughout Bet that I've had the, the opportunity to, to go along and see myself and being host in some of the arenas so wow, yeah good. real 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 mixed of things I look forward to having a little bit explore the stands a bit more over the next sort of two and a
and a half years, I haven't had too much yes, chance to well, do that. Having yet. journeyed so far, you might as well dig yourself in and stay a little longer. We will. Here on Sunday. Here on Sunday. It's such a waste of time. Uh, thank you so much indeed for joining us, Martin. Really good. How can folks connect with you? Just remind us how we get on with you. Um, Twitter, on t- Twitter and Facebook are my main two vehicles. I'm, I'm, I'm not young and trendy enough for Instagram or Snapchat, anything like that. But uh, Twitter at Animate Educate, and there's also uh, Animate Educate Facebook page as well. I'd love to carry on conversations with anybody that's listening. But thank you so much again for the opportunity, Dave Russell. Always pleasure. a pleasure talking. Looking forward to seeing your young digital leaders on Saturday. That will be exciting. They will. Net support stand midday on Saturday and also in the professional development theatre at 1pm tomorrow, I believe, sort of then. We're talking about how we use social media at my school, Lanchester P, County Durham, to, to really break down those barriers and make sure that children don't just have an audience of one for their work, but that they have a, a worldwide audience and uh, the amazing opportunities that can come about through, through use of social media. What could possibly go wrong? Who knows, but uh, they've, they've done very well so far, so I have the, the utmost uh, belief in them. I'm very excited. Have yourself a great afternoon and thanks very much for joining us. Martin Bailey, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Start your engines. Get ready. The hits keep coming on air and online. It's a brand new sound for radio. Your favourite radio station. Where it always feels good. This is my next guest. It's Andrew Tidswell. He's Director of International Professional Development. I do like someone who is Director of International Professional Development from Discovery Education. Andrew, welcome to the show. You've been in a quite a high-level... Uh, activity this morning. Tell me more about that. Absolutely, yes. So over the last couple of days, in fact, we've Ooh. been attending the Education World Forum uh, over at the Queen Elizabeth II Conference Centre by Westminster Abbey. And we've been having conversations with ministries of education from around the world. And during that session, we also launched uh, our, our white paper, uh, Five Big Steps to Sustainable Change, Brilliant. which uh, came out of the theme statement for the Education World Forum which talked about uh, that countries are increasingly recognising that private sector, the private sector is key to the effective development of strategic plans. Absolutely. Um, because of that big challenge that, that the ministries have about how do you create sustainable change um, and get all your stakeholders in, uh, on board, really. Brilliant. And how was that? Have we surprised by anything? <laughs> well, um, I mean, basically what we've done is we've taken the, the experiences we've had with working with ministries Brilliant. around the world uh, and... and parceled up some of the key experiences that we've had good and one of the key points that we've been making is the fact that because we are external to to a nation and and aren't necessarily one of the local stakeholders we can hopefully bring the right kind of advice to help uh, ministries formulate their plans and decisions so we we kind of segment that support into a series of different steps uh, taking it right down to curriculum advisory work and helping uh, ministries to reflect on the curriculum they're providing and then to look at providing digital solutions and curriculum materials that, can, that, that the ministries can use to, to address their actual vision. The key thing is it's supporting the vision that the ministry holds, not imposing a vision from outside. But by using our uh, external expertise and pairs of eyes, we can, we can go in and do that kind of work. We then also work with creating professional development, which obviously is, is my area as director of sure. international professional development. Uh, and also we engage the community and stakeholders. We've got a wide range of experience of putting on events for uh, families and for the community to help articulate the vision that the ministry have. So, for example, um, 
we had a competition that we held recently in one of the Middle Eastern countries where we had 17,000 students learning how to code using Discovery Education's block coding service and that culminated in a final uh, in the capital city with 32 students coming together to form startup companies where they designed and built apps to a brief presented that to a panel of judges before receiving some really high profile prizes Brilliant. but that really helped to explain to parents and families in the wider community nice. why coding is is part of the new uh, curriculum in the country uh, and why that's a, a, a really powerful way of learning. I'm understanding the sustainability bit about a it now. Absolutely. I'm, I'm getting absolutely. That. How well were your were your proposals received within the community? Uh, extremely well. I mean, I, I was I was lucky enough to attend the final, and one of the parents came, came across and chatted to me and was saying that he was a coder himself and was desperate to have his 10-year-old son learning how Brilliant. to code, Brilliant. but he couldn't sit down and teach him because there was resistance. When, the, the, when we provided the platform for the students to self-teach and create apps in a really intuitive, interactive way, he was building apps and telling his father about what he was building and bringing dad on board. So it's that kind of putting it in the hands of the students, putting it in the hands of the children and getting them to engage and then that spreads out to, to the parents and they really see how students respond and how they do have this real creativity and real drive for the learning but actually that learning is probably going in a different way to the way that the parents' generation was taught and I think that's, that, that's, that's fundamental as well. Brilliant. How does all of that translate to us here in the UK? What, what are we getting out of this? Well, I think one of the things that, that, that we talk about, in fact, I quote Andrea Schleicher quite regularly uh, from the OECD about the fact that once, once we start to look outwards, we can actually solve our local problems as well. It helps us to look inwards and reflect. So some of the research and the data that we collect from the work we do internationally feeds very directly into the work that we do both in our UK services uh, with Discovery Education and our uh, US services because what we're doing is we're learning about how students learn globally how communities react. Um, so we uh, just recently launched a, a similar coding competition for uh, international schools and the COBUS uh, Foundation as well, following a similar kind of pattern, again, that, that community stakeholder investment. And then also, in, in my area, particularly around professional development, we've learnt a lot about how you can scale professional development. So uh, in the project we work on in Egypt, we've, we have trained 45 local trainers who now have delivered through a cascading process, training to 150,000 teachers across the nation wow. to be able to deliver the brand new Egyptian Education 2.0 curriculum in the early years of primary. So every single teacher who's delivering that has had currently 18 months of sustained professional development Amazing. that includes face-to-face -face training, working with mentoring and coaching, and we've provided support for the supervisors Good. so that they are working as a community of practice so that they are all connected together with the reason why the education service is changing and currently our team out there are, are live training uh, at this, this week uh, so this programme is ongoing and will continue through the whole rollout of, of, of the new curriculum. Pleased to see there's a blended approach still in there and it's still yeah. hanging on in there yeah. as a, an effective mechanism. A absolute, absolutely and it's it, you know our professional development very much works with this sense of immersion, this sense of active collaborative uh, modelling of the of the four C's of communication, collaboration, critical thinking, and creativity, and how we we get the the teachers to engage that and experience that for themselves. And we always say it's all about connecting teachers to their best resource, other teachers. And once you've got 150,000 teachers who are bonded in a, a communal experience, you're inevitably moving that body of people forwards. 
uh, in a more coherent, more coalesced way. Good. I absolutely agree. Thank you so much indeed. If folks are interested in this, want to find out more, get some action on this, or, or maybe even just read the, the white paper you've proposed, where can I go? Yeah, so we can, uh, we're making the, the, the white paper available through discoveryeducation.co.uk and discoveryeducation.com. Perfect. Uh, so uh, get a copy of the white paper from there. I think there's a good starting point as well. And thank you so much indeed for your continued support. Absolutely essential. Uh, the education community most definitely are in a better position than they are if, they, if you weren't there. So thank you so much indeed for all that you've done with Discovery Education. Uh, but Brian Cox would be really nice if you'd swing <laughs> that for me. Just to just make my day really good. Uh, chatting live there with Andrew Tidswell, Director of International Professional Development, easy for me to say, from Discovery Education. Andrew, thanks for joining us. Thanks very much for your time, Russell. Time for some music now, our last track for the day. Sadly, we're coming to the end of our amazing show, Three Hours On Air. It's been a bit bumpy with the internet, so sorry about that. Uh, we've done what we can uh, to mitigate that, and the whole show will be available for you to download for your delectation and enjoyment. This is Spandau Ballet. I'll be back after that for our final closure. This is gold. Welcome to Net Support Radio, powered by Anderton Tiger, the official broadcaster of Bet 2020. That's your lot for today. It's day two of Bet 2020, Thursday, the 23rd of uh, February. What am I on? January. It's been it's been chaos chaos and then some i hope you've enjoyed the show uh, it was lively we had lots of content i'd like to thank all of my guests particularly Sagata mitra uh, bob harrison as well for phoning in as well thank you so much indeed so pleased uh, that technology hung on it's quite interesting isn't it we were okay to have a live telephone conversation but unfortunately uh, some of our browsing uh, was uh, blocked and limited by the internet here it's delightful isn't it you think we could get these things sorted for the 21st century but apparently not it's just coming up to six o'clock whatever you're doing this evening have a fabulous time we are back here doing it all again tomorrow at three o'clock until then thank you so much indeed and we will catch you there check this out you're listening to net support radio with russell pro i love this station absolutely love the station oh yeah you guys are the best 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 it is the best station <laughs>